0: Welcome, it's episode 85 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. We are reviewing Fall 2018 Anime Shows Part 1. My name is Jeff, I'm here with Carlos. What's up everyone? And Logan. Yo! What's going on guys?
1: (laughs) Not a lot, just talking anime. You know, sitting here, waiting to make dinner.
0: It's, uh, it's... Pretty late. These review casts, I always know, when we're going to be doing the review cast that we're going to be sitting here talking for quite a while. Always enjoy it, but always uh, have to gear up for a long one. And uh, it certainly has been, but it's it's been good. I, I really these were some shows that I really enjoyed hearing about and talking about. Um, and uh, I think so far, winter um, it's fall 2018 is is sounding like a really good season.
1: Indeed. Yeah, from what we watched, and you know, take that with a with a grain of salt. We, we may not have watched everything, but we watched enough.
0: Yeah, from the stuff we watched, you're right. Um, uh, I did I did just want to mention we didn't talk about it really in the cast, but uh, I had a lot of fun last night. We did the Secret Santa thing, uh, full metal from the Discord and uh, the OS forums put together, and I appreciate that full metal. That was really nice. Uh, Carlos and I partook in a little secret santa which we just opened our secret santa gifts uh yesterday two weeks into the year <laughs> <laughs> um but uh it was really really cool i had a lot of fun and i really appreciate full metal putting that together in his um i guess that's his discord or uh, os unofficial os discord but uh i think it's his personal yeah i think it's his personal one oh, okay cool um and uh yeah, and, and Native got me a gift. You know, a few gifts that I really appreciate. So thank you, Native, from our Discord. And uh had a lot of fun. So I just wanted to kind of give him a little shout out. Hopefully next year we can do that again.
2: Yeah, I wanted to uh, participate this year, but I'm uh, pretty broke right now. So I definitely look forward to getting the chance to uh, get in on that
1: next year. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, yeah, but we're talking about last year. And we have... <laughs> So many hours of reviews that we just did. I want to read a little thing that we had in our uh, our anime arcade, you know, host chat yesterday from Carlos. Even if we didn't watch much, we can fill in the time with your con if we need to stretch it to two episodes. Although <laughs> we've never had trouble rambling on, and that's never been truer. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I was really worried that this was going to be tru- a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. We, want, we did our best to make it three hours and we almost succeeded. So, without further ado, please enjoy our reviews. Wait, for... are you sure you don't
0: want to drag this intro on a little bit to make it three hours? <laughs>
1: uh, no. Also, it's only the first half. This is only the first half of our reviews.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> it's first third half of reviews. Hours. Abort. It's too much, but I hope you enjoy it anyways. Okay, I'm going yes, go to Yes, please enjoy. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening. I've got an interesting uh, recording set up today, and you guys. Are, actually, I haven't told you how I'm set up right now, but I'm laying on a bed like a little school girl, girl on my stomach with my my legs kicked up. Oh um, my The computer in front of me. <laughs> and wait,
1: uh, wait, where are you? Aren't you home?
0: Yes, I'm home. You but- have
1: a desk. <laughs>
0: It's a. It is a desk, but I my legs are sore, and it's a standing desk, and I don't have a chair in here. So, <laughs> <laughs> get, a, I've got my, get a bar stool. <laughs> I've got my my Nesselberry plushes right next to me. I've got my new um, Miku plush from our Secret Santa that we did yesterday. <laughs> yes, we did a Secret Santa 15 days into the new year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, do what you gotta do, right.
0: Jeez,
1: well, so, I mean, at, at least we can hear you all right, and hopefully the folks at home can hear you as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, um, so yeah, it's been interesting. I, I feel like a lot's happened since the last time we recorded a podcast. I don't know how long it's been, but it feels like a long time. Uh, but, it's only um, been like two weeks, but yeah, like we were do- we were cranking them out like week by week for a while there. So the holidays yeah.
2: really did a number, <clears throat> at least on me.
0: Yeah. For sure. I think it's been hard to kind of keep up with as many shows as certainly you guys are accustomed to. I, I've probably watched as about as many as I usually do, but, um, I did go to a con, which I, there's always kind of that, that fever that I get after I go to a con where I'm kind of like more inspired to watch more anime, <laughs> um, and, uh, and collect more anime things. But, um, I kind of last minute, I, I was in texas and i was ready to head back to florida and i had applied for ikicon which is an austin anime convention um months ago to uh to be go there as press and attend this anime arcade and uh they literally let me know like three days before the con <laughs> <laughs> that I was accepted uh to show up and um it was a pretty cool con. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to kind of plan to be there for more than just the first day because I had already planned on heading back to Florida at that point. So I figured I wouldn't be attending, but, um, it was a pretty cool little con. Uh, they, um, I went to uh, a little panel on how to draw chibi characters. And then, uh, Mm -hmm. one of the more interesting things I did there was a live wrestling event. Um, that i was kind of just browsing the con and i show up to a a room that had a a real you know life-size wrestling ring set up (laughs) if you could just imagine a con room uh, with a a wrestling ring i I obviously had to sit down and wait and see what was going to happen and it turned out to be pretty amazing if you were in our um i think i posted a couple pictures in the in the discord the day that i was there of of the of the ring and stuff but um i think i posted them on our uh instagram as well but um, so yeah, got to watch a little live wrestling event, which was pretty fun. Um, and, um, otherwise kind of browsed the dealer hall, walked around. There's some pretty decent cosplay, some pretty cool, uh, Itoshas, you know, the Etosh, I think I'm saying that right. The cars with the, with the cute anime girls on them. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped cars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I was there for about a full day and just kind of browsing and that was, that was that was about it. Uh they had some pretty cool headlines. Didn't have any voice actors I was that was I was personally interested in. A lot of like Pokemon and um uh I want to say English voice actor for Zero Two was there, which was pretty cool. But um otherwise I just kinda spent probably too much money in the dealer hall and I ended up leaving.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean I did- you did get some really good, uh, really cool pictures on the the Instagram, so I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Always. I, uh, it was fun. It, it was cool. I, I, I kind of wish you guys, uh, at IkiCon had, you know, if you're listening to this, if, uh, you know, you'd let me know a little sooner. So I could have planned to spend the whole weekend there, but, uh, unfortunately I, I wasn't able to spend much more time there. I, I guess they had a Vocaloid producer, Bighead, who I personally hadn't heard of up to that point, but, um, pers- I have listened to a couple other things since and, uh, I like their stuff. I, I wasn't able to make the concert, but, um. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we get to see more Big Head in the future at these conventions because <laughs> it's uh some good stuff. But um, otherwise, yeah, that was my IkiCon Austin Anime Convention experience. First uh, con of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think con hype is is live and strong at the moment. I'm already getting hyped up for about. A half a year from now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I,
1: I am thinking about it, like because, because especially like Fate Grand Order uh, just announced that there's going to be like a, a U.S. Uh, Fate Grand Order tour. Um, yeah, what does
2: that mean? What is that?
1: Well, okay, so I I don't know exactly if it's going to be exactly like this, but like uh, Fate Grand Order in Japan has stuff like this, like conventions, kind of like this, where they have the voice actors come and they do panels. And, uh, it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, like the, the one they're doing in LA, they're doing one in LA in February, which I would love to go to, but I really probably shouldn't spend the money. <laughs> and also I have school to think about like it's middle of February, like the semester will have just started. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, essentially that's what it sounds like. LA, like maybe I, unfortunately they can't do exactly what they do in Japan. In Japan, there's these huge announcements. Like I remember... I remember sitting down and watching uh, a, like uh, a stream of one of them where they announced um, uh, spoilers for those of you who don't know what servants are coming out in the future. Um, <laughs> but you sh- if you played the story up to this point, you, you know, um, uh, who was it? It was the announcement for like I had it and now it's got, oh, Sherlock Holmes. Um, oh, OK. And and like there was a huge amount of like oh my god you know i can't believe it and he's apparently ridiculously strong now but yeah like they 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 can't surprise us like that yeah. <laughs> because unfortunately we know what's coming yeah um you but the, the
2: best surprise would be announcing Fatego vr for the u.s
1: that would so. uh, that would be amazing but i mean uh I hope they do that. That'd be actually really cool. Yeah. Um so keep your open definitely for I think it's February 23rd to the 24th is when they're having the kickoff event in Los Angeles. But they're also doing it at uh Anime Central, um Anime Expo, uh Anime Weekend Atlanta and Anime NYC. So again, I don't I don't think there's going to be like huge groundbreaking announcements, mm-hmm. maybe not, but you will get to meet. Uh, definitely, they will definitely bring over, you know, uh, voice actors and directors and producers. And if you love Fate, I mean, it's yeah. really cool. And, no Fate, doubt. and yeah, that's awesome. Fate, and Fate Go VR is going to be at the kickoff event, which means Fate Go VR will likely be at every subsequent event. Which means oh God, I get I'm to so play excited. Fate VR again, <laughs> oh and I get to play God. through the saber route this time because I played through the mash route last time. <laughs> I'm gonna do the final saber route, and then I'll do the mash route
2: Uh, it's gonna
1: be like us like just gonna be like us constantly lined up (laughs) (laughs) it's it's gonna be our whole podcast
0: oh (laughs) god they just need to release it already like take my money please (laughs) Um, speaking of take my money uh, thanks for I guess my memory of uh, the trauma from bad RNG and the fake go game um, Uh, has has ended because I've gotten back into fake go and I've been giving them my money, so I guess they've got my money. They don't need any more. <laughs>
3: to be to be fair,
1: you got some pretty outstanding servants recently.
0: I did. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I. So far, I played that game for several months when it first released, and I got one five star, um, like Vlad the Berserker, and uh, he wow. was fine. But that the just the frustration of roll after roll after roll with nothing but Carmilla's. And Ugh. three star servants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got... um. What's her name? Miyamoto Musashi. Yeah, Miyamoto. you got...
1: You, oh, your first role, you got Waver. Well, that was mm-hmm. a guaranteed role. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But still, like, even even if it's a guaranteed role, like, yeah, you might not like the dude characters, but Waver is, like, no doubt one of the best supports in the game. Yeah. Like, he works yeah. with everybody. And then to get, yeah, to get Musashi, who is... Probably the strongest. No, I I'd say yeah, the strongest single target saber, if not just the strongest saber. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to look at everything.
0: Yeah. Um. And she's cute. So and she's yeah cute, yeah. yeah. It's noticeable. Um. Sitting her on my in my lineup. Like when I when I throw some Buster cards down, she she definitely lays down the pain. And she is only like level twenty five or
1: something. So. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, after that, expect the the pain of Gotcha to return to you. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't get any better. Those rates are really cruel. Anyway, let's let's step away from that, lest we get banned by fate from ever talking or, for, <laughs> I don't know, from partnering or whatever we could possibly do. I oh, doubt. No, Please partner on. with us. We all we all suck it. We Fico, will promote. So they, they would never <laughs> partner with us. No, they, they've got better people for that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: um, partner with us, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So review cast. We're we're reviewing the shows of the winter. Um, uh, no fall. Nope, fall? fall? Oh, just we're brand all mixed up. <laughs> oh god. We are. In- um, yeah, 2018, last season of the year. Um, we're going to be reviewing some of our shows, I guess part one. We're going to yes. be doing two parts of this, as we usually do. And uh, uh, yeah, so let's talk about some shows that we watched. I think we decided we're going to start with, and I think, unfortunately, these are all my shows. But, yes. <laughs> um, the Some shows that just kind of brief, kind of, we didn't do a um, first impressions for any of these shows, actually. So this is kind of a first for us, uh. I don't think we have had a season where we did not do first impressions, but we mm-hmm. reviewed shows maybe right in the beginning, but um, kind of my first impressions of some shows that are ongoing. Uh, first one being Sword Art Online, Alicization, uh, which was a show that I think a lot of people, including myself, um, were extremely excited about. E- either of you guys watch any of this show? No. Any episodes? Like, a, like <laughs> three episodes. Okay. Um, we're... <laughs> You know, it's, it's definitely interesting. They, they've got, uh, you know, it's another Kirito's in another world. Um, that's kind of, this world's a little different in that it, they, they're playing with some kind of stuff and I had to roll my eyes a little bit. It's kind of cheesy, I thought, but it's just the, the, this particular show is dealing with like, um, fluck fluck lights or fluctuates or something. Um, I'm trying to say it in the Japanese, uh, (laughs) the way they kind of say it in Japanese, but like the soul, like it's like attaching to his soul. Mm -hmm. Um, So it feels like he, he feels like he's actually in the world. He, he seems to, um, it seems to more kind of, it seems to dive him a little more into the world. Like he actually seems to feel pain and he is, it feels like he's in a dream more than he is just putting his VR on. Um, and uh, it's been a while since I started the season, so I'm trying to think back of how they introduced that. But um, he's kind of like in there now. Uh, some some stuff happened. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but some stuff happened where he, you know, you kind of thought he was in danger in the real world, and then he gets kind of um, ends up in this thing. Uh, this this <laughs> he, <laughs> he ends up in this, you know, game, uh, whatever. Not not really a game. He's in this like in virtual world. Um, and he's in there and he's helping them. They've got these kind of crazy set of rules, uh, the, the, the ruling body in the game has got this crazy set of rules where you have to like follow. Um, and if you don't, you basically get executed. And, uh, the main girl or the main dude that's in the game that Kirito befriends, uh, his childhood friend essentially gets taken away, uh, when they're children for breaking one of these rules and he now wants to save her. And that's kind of the primary story of the first, um, the first arc of the show, I guess. Uh, him getting, getting out of his little town and going to try to find his his little girlfriend. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's been, it's been good. It's been exciting. I think it's been a pretty slow start to be honest. Uh, but, uh, it's getting good. It's getting interesting. And, um. I'm excited to see what happens in the second core. Any questions and anything, any comments you have from the first few episodes, Carl?
1: Uh, no, I mean, not really. There's the, the only thing I really recall is like, I'm wondering, cause like in that first bit where, you know, uh, the girl gets taken away, like Kirito's there, but as a child mm-hmm. and like, he comes back as an adult and, or not as an adult, but as like you know, a teenager or whatever he is now, like a young oh. adult. And uh his buddy there is like oh, like he doesn't he has no idea like who he's like, oh, it's some random guy. And it's like, no, <laughs> you you guys were together when the whole thing happened. And but so I I'm curious where that goes, but I'm sure I'll get to that eventually. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm like and they haven't really touched too much on that because he's been kind of embedded in this in this world. Um but yeah it appears that he doesn't really remember what happens in the virtual world when he comes back to the real world which they kind of re- reveal in the second episode I guess but um yeah there's some interesting stuff there Logan you said you read the story or not? Uh, you know anything the, about
2: the I read a little bit of the first light novel for it so I I know <clears throat> what happens to Alice and why she gets taken
0: Yeah um, okay
2: but I don't remember anything past that necessarily nice i Um, think
0: you you may have read then to where the first arc ended honestly because we kind of it's been a few episodes but we recently found out what became of her okay um Um,
2: i guess my only question is how much of the anime takes place outside of the game
0: like an episode very little oh so that one episode is all we get huh there's like a couple more, like we get a little bit of Asuna and she, you know, kind of trying to figure out where Kirito is, um, him and Klein and um, uh, some of the friends from the real world. But for the most part, I'd say so far, like 90% of the show has taken place in in the game. Okay. No No sin on no dice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No dice. I'll watch watch the rest of it very little Sinon, unfortunately. I think she does appear just a little bit. It's more like fan service than anything, but, um, so yeah, sword art going, going relatively strong. I'm not like, I'm not like really chomping at the bit for every episode, but it's, it's been enjoyable each time I've watched it so far. Um, next show that's ongoing is, uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, which I think is, um, I think has introduced probably uh, one of the new pantheon of most OP characters of all time. <laughs> uh, he's so cool, though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really cool. Um, no, he is cool, actually. I, I, I've i liked this show. It's been... <laughs> it's really cool. There you go. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, either of you guys watch this one at all? Yeah, I'm watching it. Okay, okay cool. I'm not you're, all you're the way up to date caught up it? on
1: it, but... Um, Cool. But I, I'm um, pretty far in. I think
0: I'm like 10 or 11 episodes in on that one. All right. Have you – you've met the ogres and you've seen what they're capable yeah. of? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, not only is our main character, Mr. Slime, um, uh, Rimaru, right? Rimaru, yeah. Uh, he is not only probably the most OP character ever, but his – he in the game or in the – in this, you know, virtual world or in this other world um, that kind of plays out like a fantasy world – uh, he can give names to the quote unquote NPCs. And when he names them, they become like what you would imagine as a named character. They, they get new abilities, they're stronger. Um, and uh, it's kind of been an interesting aspect to the show because he's basically built a, like an army, like a following in this world uh, that ha- is not only, you know, not only is he incredibly OP, but his entire army of named friends it's incredibly op and um towards the end of this arc we got to see some of what they can do and it's just it's it, it's pretty it's satisfying i'd say <laughs> um it, there's not much like you, you don't i it's kind of like I, I thought i think of it likening to like dumbledore and harry potter like and it's less so in the movies than the book but i was kind of like yeah this guy basically um this guy, like no one can touch him. He, everything he does is right. Or like Superman or I don't know. Um, and I know Dumbledore might be a bad example for anyone who <laughs> knows what happens to Harry Potter, but, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, no, it, there, I, I to be honest with you. Not much has actually happened in the show though. They, they kind of, it's him making new friends, building his army. Uh, there's been some pretty cool stuff that's happened with some main enemies that have appeared. Uh, but, um, it's interesting because yeah, no, there's no real fear that anything is going to be a match for Rimuru. He basically him and his group kind of walk all over anything that gets in their way. So,
1: yeah, it, it's, it's overlord light. Uh, it's yeah, like, Oh, like super OP protagonist that is part of what is traditionally like a, like the, the evil races in an RPG. Um, but like the evil races, you know, again, quote unquote, they're not that bad. They're actually all pretty cool, um, and he's just kind of building them up um, as kind of like his posse. Yeah. It, it's not really yeah, and like everything's handled with with an air of like um, like humor to to, yeah. to counter to counterbalance the serious stuff. It's actually really cool. I I I, re- I think this is was one of my favorite shows of, of this last season and continuing into the next season. It's yeah, it, it's a lot of it's fun. It's been really
0: enjoyable. It really has. It's been one that's been fun to watch. And you're right. There actually is some pretty serious <laughs> stuff that happens in, this, in the story, but um, it always keeps that kind of air of humor about it, which is interesting. And,
1: uh, like, I mean, w- like, one of the first episodes, we get, like, this gigantic dragon who, for a certain, you know, bit of time while he's talking to, like, the dragon's imprisoned, And for a certain uh, small amount of time um, while he's talking to Rimuru, the dragon becomes Sundere,
0: which is just like ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. So Rimuru, I mean, I guess it bears to be mentioned that the reason he is so OP is because he has this unique ability. He comes into this world with this unique ability called predator. And when he, eats or as a slime, he absorbs something, he is able to take its, uh, like its power. Um, so he's gathered this tremendous kind of arsenal of powers through the different things he's absorbed, um, including the dragon, (laughs) which I, um, I guess is kind of a spoiler, but, uh, that was kind of weird. Like I'm thinking to myself, did that dragon just agree to get eaten by him? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But uh it kind of happens in the first episode, so I'm not too worried about spoiler on that. But yeah, no, that that's kind of where he I think his huge power spike happens right in the beginning, as the dragon's like, Oh yeah, I'm imprisoned. Um you can eat me. <laughs> um He gets all this power, it's like this amazingly powerful dude, no? Like of legend. Like everyone outside of this like imprisonment that the dragon was in was like, Oh, Veldora, the storm dragon, has been imprisoned forever. Like that's what kept everyone in the world in check. <laughs> and um yeah. Now Rimaru is basically uh carrying the power of the, the storm dragon. But um yeah, slime. Any questions, Logan? Uh no.
3: <laughs> no.
2: Sounds good.
0: Yeah, it's been a fun show.
2: I know it's uh I share my Crunchyroll account with uh my family. Mm-hmm. And uh I haven't been watching the show but <laughs> I saw today that uh I think that show is on episode 15 in my queue. So I know my brothers mm-hmm. are watching it. So that's something. <laughs> they don't watch yeah. a ton. So
0: it's a good one. It's yeah. been fun. I think it's one, it's one of the more talked about shows this season, I would have to say. Um Another talk about talked about show the last show of that is continuing that I'm watching is um, JoJo's, Uh, and honestly, there's not too much I want to say about JoJo's other than it's still more JoJo's. Uh, We're 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 following Giorno Giovanna. Uh, It's an Italian, taking place in more of an Italian setting, Uh, and Giorno's apparently like the the spawn of um, Dio.
1: He looks like Dio. Yeah, I was
0: going to say yeah. like
1: he doesn't look like like any of the Joes, so <laughs> um
0: which I'm, which I'm, It's def- definitely interesting. Uh be curious to see where that goes, but uh I have not watched uh, admittedly I've not watched all of the previous JoJos. Uh, I've watched some. Are you seriously uh, just watching this <laughs> from scratch? Yeah. I thought you yeah. had seen the other ones. <laughs> not all of them. No, I I watched the previous um uh the, the last one that came out, uh the most the most recent one before this now. I'm blanking on the name of it. Um
1: Uh Diamond is Unbreakable.
0: Yes, and the one before that as well. Uh, uh,
1: I don't know a whole lot about yeah. it. it's is the one before that, Stardust Crusaders?
0: Stardust Crusaders, yep. Um and so this is your more typical JoJo's antics. It's funny, uh, you know, the stand users showing up and, you know, we're basically a battle of the week kind of show. Uh, but in typical JoJo fashion, it's phenomenal. It's great. It's fun. Um, and uh, I, I do miss like, you know, the, the typical like the, the JoJo. Line bloodline, uh, you know, some, some, some of the, the antics that they get to, I think are, are missed, but I'm um, hoping that they'll appear a little more as the show goes on. Cause there's been kind of hints that they will be involved. Um, the, the Cujo, <laughs> uh, uh, but, um, yeah, Jojo's uh, more Jojo's. It's fun. Uh, if you're a fan of Jojo's, definitely watch it. Um, if you're
1: a fan of Jojo's, you're already watching it. Let's be real.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, But uh, yeah, those are the shows that are continuing. And now we can move on to shows that we actually can give uh, iChan damage reports for.
2: Okay. So, I mean, we're on to the shows we did finish? Yeah. Okay. So, the first one up uh, was a short that none of us drafted and that I didn't even know about until uh, my roommate Eric and I were looking through. Um, Crunchyroll, just looking at all the shows that were coming out this season, and saw one that had half a star rating, and we were like, we have to watch this show to find out why <laughs> oh, okay. it deserved that rating. Um, and that is Hemote House, um, <laughs> which doesn't deserve that rating. It's not great, I won't lie, but it is... For what it is, it's fantastic. Um, The synopsis for this one is, it's a comedy anime that centers around five girls and one cat all living as housemates in Nakano, Tokyo. Uh, The three Homote sisters, Tokyo, Kinami, and Kokoro, whose family manages the Homote house. Um, Kokoro's classmate, Tai and Minamo, and the cat, Anishi, uh, join them living there. The girls live their daily lives trying to figure out ways to be popular. And they, and the cat, all possess a mysterious secret power. So, <laughs> you uh, start the show by uh, Ty moving into the house. Um, oh, and I should say this is like 3D animated. So, which is probably why a lot of people are like, "You gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, it's not the, you know, the best 3d animation, but it, <laughs> I don't think it detracts from the show in any way. It's not supposed to blow you out of the water in that regard or any regard really. Um, but the, so yeah, like the crux of the first episode, she moves in and we come to find out the, that all the girls here have different like powers, um, One girl can read the thoughts of others. One girl can shoot laser beams out of her hands. Uh, another girl can, um, Oh man, what can she do? One girl can stop time. And I forget what the last one is. The point is it doesn't matter because they talk about it once or twice and it never comes up in the show again, which is really weird. Um, it's just kind of like a daily kind of like slice of life kind of show they each have like a, a different kind of topic uh, that they tackle for each episode um, one of them's like you know how they can become popular and get boyfriends so they go to like <laughs> a, a mixer and you see how awful each girl is in their own various ways um, and why they don't have boyfriends or anything like that. <laughs> Uh, um, there was one episode where they decided to play baseball in their living room for some reason because that's just what you do. This show, Did they put a ball through a window like, like actual baseball, like actual baseball, and huh. they like explained the rules of baseball. It was incredible, the best baseball anime I've ever seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> that reminds me,
0: have you ever um, watched a baseball anime? <laughs> n-
2: yes. No. Maybe. (laughs) I watched The Girl Who Left Through Time for the first time the other day. That's technically. (laughs) They throw a ball
1: around. Baseball.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me see. So I am going to have you guys watch an episode with me real quick. Uh, Man, which one was it? Okay. Because I can't. Tell you enough how insane this episode of anime is. So here I'm going to share right. it. It's going to be I'll some share. clever editing
0: that's going to have to happen here yeah. while we watch this episode.
2: No, I want the the you know the full take by take.
0: Episode right. eleven. Episode. So let's 11. do this like we do our group watch. This yeah. is a good. Uh, this is a good kind of introduction to how our group watches work. And if you're not in the group watches, we're watching uh, gossip This.
2: Yeah, which is uh, pretty good so far. Let me... Uh, yeah, I'm glad i need,
0: to...
2: I need to log in.
0: This was the first time finally someone's voted for a show that I even nominated. <laughs>
2: okay, so you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so on three, we okay. will go ahead and start. Um, actually, skip to... Uh, a minute in.
0: A minute in, okay, let's do That's this. That's
2: past the, the intro. We didn't need the intro.
0: All right, I am at a minute and I'm ready. Okay, right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, on go. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> yep. Okay, so this I is a... kind of
0: like the animation, honestly. It's, they, they're kind of like a 3D cel shaded thing going on. So this is a, an episode
2: on. where they go to a like an onsen, so they're taking a bath together. Mm. I like how they're things, just kind of
1: like holding the the
0: towel in front the of them. Towel. It's not wrapped yeah. around them. They're just like,
2: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks like a board. It looks yeah. like they've got like a piece of white cardboard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <They're>, uh-huh. <laughs> what is going on with her? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh Fang, I love her. Yeah. They're talking about how big all the girls are. <laughs> <laughs> They just, don't make me look I'm so excited.
0: Eyes are all in the direction of...
2: Yeah. If you're not watching along with us, you should totally be watching along with us because this is incredible. <laughs> Things are getting sensual. Oh my god, yeah, this is... <laughs>
3: oh god. Uh,
0: Here it comes. Uh, the blush. Uh huh. Oh god! This is <laughs> what? This is are
3: cryptocurrency? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Are
1: they getting hot bothered talking about fucking cryptocurrency? <laughs> they are. This this cannot be an ad. I
2: have no idea. It's incredible. <laughs> This. I feel
0: like we're watching a hentai <laughs> that really somehow is. is advertising cryptocurrency.
2: No, they're talking about blockchain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck
0: is happening? <laughs> blockchain. <laughs> Man, what are they doing, watching each other?
2: Uh huh. They're watching each other's backs.
0: This is in the chain. This while is weirdly.
2: About
1: yeah, this is the most sensual talk like of <laughs> cryptocurrency and and like. They record product they record product prices and wages <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
3: ledgers
1: wow Are you uh-huh. ledgers
2: and bitcoins
0: <laughs> what exactly is this, this is the most
1: confusing conversation i've ever
0: <laughs> i've ever been privy to
1: and how did they even get on to this
0: topic
2: okay oh, yeah. that, that's good that's it
0: yeah someone some that was the end someone just reached their climax on the cryptocurrency
2: (laughs) just felt the need to share that with you guys because that was the most incredible thing i've ever watched
0: that i was so confused so this this has to be like nomination for best moment in 2018 anime yeah Um, yeah,
2: we'll we'll get to that in our end of the year podcast whenever we get around to that yeah this has to go
0: into the nominations uh, best moment so, yeah, how did that of... mock? How not, not make a list of yours? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, oh it's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> essential cryptid, essential. Am bath, I supposed to be intrigued bath, bath, cryptid,
2: or horny? Or I don't really, both. I don't know. It's both. I don't think I can both. do both. You can do both. I believe in you.
0: <laughs> um, it's, a new, it's a new level of arousal. It is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like such a niche uh, kink but they just it's a, it's a it's a market that hasn't been tapped yet and they if you get off the cryptocurrencies
1: forward. we found your anime yeah <laughs> a very brief moment of an anime that you might be yeah. interested
2: in and it's like you wonder why they're single um <laughs> but so yeah the Himote house is a lot of just kind of like dumb random skits not to this degree but definitely of this kin um
0: but the the I'm big... surprised it's got only got a half star. It must uh, just well, not be a lot of people watching this
2: episode. It. Has four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall, it has a two and a half now, so it definitely went up. Probably because of that episode. Um, <laughs> but the the real draw for me and for Eric was that at the end of most episodes, they have a uh, kind of like. The only thing I can equate it to is, like, a Nico Nama, where, like, the actual voice actresses, um, in their character form still, but, like, they sit down around the table and just do, like, skits and talk and do stuff like that, um, which is really kind of, like, fun and interesting to see. Like, uh, a lot of it's like, you know, here's the situation. How would you react? And it's it's fun.
1: Oh, okay. Um That reminds me of um, Kamakuri Girls Cycling Club. At the end of each episode, they do like some bike stuff. Oh,
2: the cycling thing. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, only this one's still animated rather than like. Oh, the actual girls. Yeah. But um, yeah, very odd show, but I don't regret watching it at all. Um, If you were intrigued by what uh, you just witnessed. um, Uh, Hopefully
1: you were watching with us. Yeah, please unless you're watch in your car, us. please don't watch it with us. <laughs> Even if you're in then, your car. <laughs> um, it's it's worth it.
2: I think um, the last episode's like a very weird kind of like recap where they give awards and stuff based on stuff in the show. It's just it it's a show that if you take it seriously, you're not gonna appreciate it. Um, but if you just approach it for what it is, which is just dumb and fun, um, I think you'll get something out of it. Uh, I, if I'm going to give it a rating, it's probably going to be like a two and a half. Um, because I mean, it's not great, but it was fun. I would say it's, you know, right in the middle of the road. It's average.
0: <laughs> it sounds like it's doing what it like set out to do.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I commend it for that. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the animation and art are, you know, yeah, they're all right. It's just it's an all right show all around, so yeah, I would give it a two and a half. Well, definitely worth a, a look. At least episode eleven. Watch episode eleven,
1: <laughs> or, or the part that we watched. Yes, go back and and
0: watch it with us if you didn't yes, do it the do. first time around. No. Not a bad so way to I start a winter. Or no. uh, uh takes a takes a bath and and loves cryptocurrency and get the, just hurts herself laughing at the conversation <laughs> about <laughs> cryptocurrency and. Leaves the bath with 2.5 out of five yeah. hearts.
2: <laughs> I'm excited, Carlos.
1: Oh, boy. Is it my turn now? It is your turn now. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one is one that I drafted tentatively, hoping for a repeat of some magic from Arrow Manga Sensei or um, A Little Sister's All You Need. Uh, and it was My Sister, My Writer, which I really should have watched the PB for uh, because it was awfully animated. <sighs> um, but let's kind of dip into the story uh, real quick. The uh, story starts out with a, like, this is another, like, reason I say Armaga Sensei is it takes a lot of the premise, kind of. Um, it starts with a failed uh, late, light novel author named Yu Naga, uh, Nagami, who. Uh, He's trying to, you know, break into writing light novels and stuff like that. But all of his stuff is super uninspired and crappy and cliche. Um, And he's got this one author he really looks up to that he, you know, he wants to, uh, he aspires to be like. And uh, his sister, his little sister, um, is like kind of like, you know, one of those genius characters. She's good at everything she does. And she decides to break into light novel writing to, you know, see what everything's about. And on her first try, she writes fucking masterpiece. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: But she's embarrassed to be, you know, in the light novel realm, I guess. So she has you – her name is Suzuka. Suzuka has you impersonate her uh, because she didn't put her real name down. She put like a pen name down Hmm. uh, as the author of this amazing book. And from there – like he's like the, the brother's got to kind of maintain this and the, the, the book, the book is, is a little sister. It's a very cliche little sister book, but this, this quote unquote masterpiece. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's one of those like stupid, super long ones. It's something like, like story of a little sister who loves her brother so much. She can't handle it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone treats this like, treats this book like it's the damn holy grail, um. And he goes like first episode, he meets uh her editor and her editor's her editor, one of my favorite characters because she was just you know ridiculous. Um, he meets the uh, the the illustrator for his light novel who we don't ever learn her real name her because her pen name is Ahegao Double P Sensei. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she insists insists you say the whole thing although everyone calls her double p sensei um and then uh we meet um Yus, like the the one light novel author he like aspired to be like because of course she's another girl who's you know interested in uh his quote unquote writing uh, her name is is mai she's the tsundere one <laughs> Um, not really a whole lot to say episode to episode. I mean, the little sister is like the, the, in this one, it's opposite. Uh, The little, the the brother is like not initially attracted to his younger sister. It's a sister who's so incredibly thirsty for her brother that it's ridiculous that he doesn't see it. It's so ridiculous. Like, (sighs) Like he she is she is throwing fastballs over the plate and he is not even looking like at like uh
0: it's ridiculous. It's I love um I love the synonym that's on the My Anime list page. The one I love is a little sister, but she's not my little sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, I
1: don't I don't know what else to say. Like it's this is probably the like the most cliche Little Sister show I've ever seen, um, which, I mean, that's fine if you're going to do that. I'm not going to say Aeromanga Sensei was a masterpiece, but I still loved it because the characters are entertaining. But you know what? One thing is unforgivable if you're going to make a show like this, it just kind of crutches itself on cliches. If it looks like fucking garbage... <laughs> and this show looks like fucking garbage. <laughs> it is like from episode 1, it is a god awful mess. And and the one thing that pisses me off even more than that is that this show's uh the the end card is gorgeous. And I'm like
0: why couldn't the rest of the show <laughs> look like this? Oh, that's a shame. See, that's like, you know, yeah, these little sister shows like Aramonga Sensei or even going back to like Oreimo. You know, they're shows that are gorgeous and they're tropey, but they do the trope so damn well. Or, well, mean, And the characters... the characters are interesting, right?
1: Yeah. And Aya Gao Double Piece is interesting <laughs> and fun because she's. Just a crazy, you know, like she she says multiple times because she's a a dojin artist as well. They help her out at like a comic con event, she, and she multiple times says that like out loud <laughs> that she can't get interested in drawing anything other than brutal rape scenes. <laughs> Jesus, oh my Christ. god! And, <laughs> I mean, I- I'm like, you're an interesting character for that reason alone. I don't think you're probably the most mental healthy person. But at least you're an interesting character.
3: But when she looks like
0: this, which you can see that the show looks like crap, even just by looking at like the the some of the yeah kind of the snapshots, the the thumbnails for the for the episodes. I mean, even they look like off model and kind of crappy. So yeah, they couldn't even find decent pictures. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that picture to load that you linked. Oh, did it not (laughs) already?
1: And then. And then there's this one, which I mean, I, I apologies, you can't see this as an audio medium, but where do you, what do you think they're shocked about? These two characters? Um, you, would you think it's I, the girl in the foreground because they're not
2: fucking looking at her? Yeah. I think they're shocked, so shocked they're looking
1: away. <laughs> and then of course, there's, there's, there's this one, my favorite one, the one where the, the, mouth one? the yeah. yeah, the mouth one, where her mouth is detached from her body as she's, and she's talking in that scene. Uh, Yeah, this is
0: uh, dreadful. Yeah, it was, it was awful from start to finish. I mean, for, for the listeners, we are looking at pictures basically of just terribly off model, Art from the show. I mean, the the I don't know what show it's from, but there's that one that floats around at the blonde girl with the eyes that are way oh, too set yeah. far apart. And yeah. like that. that's what all these pictures kind of I look mean, like. Honestly,
2: like it reminds me of uh, Martian Madchen from two seasons. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. at, at least
0: all the voices were
1: consistent. Yeah, <laughs> and <clears throat> and at least and as I said to you guys in our in our, uh, our text chat, uh, it was blessedly only 10 episodes long oh really if it was 12 episodes i i might have just (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it was it was 10 episodes long and like i guess because i have to spoil it um yeah that's fine um oh no i I was just i was just gonna leave it at that and just grade it but i I should probably say what happens in the story um i mean he he maintains the ruse each character gets kind of a character episode you know, it's, it's one of the, it's very episodic like that, like one of the, like these kind of shows, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end uh, he's trying to uh, figure out what's going on with his little sister and he's trying to understand little sister Moe because he gets into an argument with uh, the director for the anime that's going to be adapted for the book. Um, and the, the uh, anime director is mad at him because he doesn't, love his little sister like, you know, like a woman (laughs) or something like that. I forget. Like, he actually gets mad at him. He's like, I thought you would understand little sister Moe. He's like, you have to love you know, not just love like anime little sisters but your own as well. Uh, And he kind of, like, they don't it's not like Ori Emo levels of like, yeah, they're getting together. Uh, But it gets close. (laughs) So, I mean yeah, it's just... I don't know. I I can't like I can't really recommend this show. I mean, I, I couldn't anyway. But even if it didn't look terrible, the sh- the like I'd say there are better ones. Such such better ones with better stories. So, I uh, this one <clears throat> this one hit a lot of negatives that like if you were hmm. thinking I wonder if I should watch this and you haven't seen Aramanga Sensei or even Emo, I mean, or emo's better by like leaps and bounds. Um, Or you could watch a little sister's all you need, which I think is a fucking masterpiece. (laughs) Fight me.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: no, this is, this is a travesty of a show. And so even for the little sister enthusiast out there who, you know, that is their favorite genre. Don't watch this. Mm -hmm. Do not, do
1: not do this to yourself. There's so much better out there. Um, unless, unless I, you've committed some grave sin and you need some way to make penance
3: because
1: <laughs> your religious leader told you to, I have no idea what else to tell you. Um, quite the religion. It's quite the religion. <laughs> you must watch one bad anime. <laughs> Otherwise you'll be branded as a sinner for the rest of your life. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a religion. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, at the the risk of prolonging this, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this gets a 0.5 out of 5 for me. 0.5.
3: It it
1: is that bad. It is just an awful show in every sense of the word. And I I feel bad because Ahagawa Devil Peace Sensei is just a lot of fun as a character. (laughs) And, And it's fun to say, too. How do you fuck up with a name like Ahogao Double Piece? That should at least get a two
0: point five out of me. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm so mad. So Aihogao Double P Sensei like barely saved Aichon from actually dying <laughs> in the <this> show. <laughs> yeah that
1: that show was just awful. Uh, okay, well, uh, moving on from a show that I was expecting to be good and was awful to a show I was expecting to be awful, but actually really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I guess kind of spoilers for my thoughts on it. Uh, is uh, Uchi no Maid... Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing English uh-huh. titles, and I'm looking at my anime list. Uh, Uza Maid. No, I guess I could say Uchi no Maid ga uh, Uzasu... Uh, hmm. hmm. um, this is uh, the story of a young girl named Misha, uh, who... Uh, loses her mother at a very young age and um, a woman named uh, Subame Kamoi henceforth just Kamoi um, comes or decides to become her maid uh, but Kamoi is interested in her sexually mm-hmm. and Kamoi is a full-grown woman uh, as a matter of fact she was a former uh, Japanese uh, air self-defense basically the, the air force she's an air force former air force pilot um who was really really into little girls and oh, really boy. really into like frilly made you know victorian era type clothing um yeah mm. i was not expecting to enjoy the show um for the most part like it, it starts out uh misha is like very shut out she's uh, essentially at this point like uh, a neat She, and she's in elementary school, um, because of her mom's death, she's, you know, very sad and pretty much doesn't leave the house, just plays games all day and, and hangs out, uh, her dad, who isn't technically her dad, he's, um, her, you know, stepdad, but the mom passed away, she had nowhere to go, so he takes care of her, he's a good guy, Yossi Hero, good guy, Yossi Hero, (laughs) um, he, but he has to work, you know, a lot to, you know, keep up. the the house and all that stuff that they live in and and take care of his daughter. Um, So he decides that he's going to get a maid and, or, you know, something. And uh, Misha has like constantly been um, getting maids to quit because she hates them (laughs) because she doesn't want them in the house. Uh, But (laughs) Kamui is uh ridiculously enthusiastic about being a maid to this <laughs> to this little russian girl um so yeah she she just you know i mean she's a former former military she's so she's not really phased by a whole lot of like hazing or anything anything like that and she's you know uh pretty on top of stuff so she gets around all all of her like traps and stuff like that and in a weird way kamui uh, I don't know how to say this. It's so weird. She kind of weirds her out enough to to break her out of her shell. Okay. Like, so her ridiculous uh, enthusiasm for her, I, I'll put it that way, um, kind of brings her out of her shell. Not to the point where Misha's interested in Kamui, like the same way, but in a way that she's like, Alright, now I have a rival. Or now I have something I have to defeat, essentially, mm. Um, and so that's kind of what br- what breaks Misha out of her shell and gets her uh, a to accept, not really accept, begrudgingly ac- accept Kamui because Kamui makes apparently very good food and desserts Bad. and stuff like that, uh, and then uh, eventually to get out of the house and to go to school and to make friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's like it, like every episode is pretty much that, it's just like. How we doing? Some something that's like in in a real world scenario would probably get her arrested. <laughs> uh, it's not really what she does. I mean, definitely what she says. A lot of the stuff she says, it's like, oh no, don't say that. That's cool. that's awful. Like she said, uh, one of the uh, reoccurring characters that we get is a former uh, military or former Air Force person uh, from her like unit or whatever. Her name is Midori, and Midori is a massive masochist who is okay. who is into Kamui. But whenever she brings up her attraction to Kamui, Kamui will say something like, I'm not interested in girls who've already had their first period. Uh,
3: yeah, oh so God. you're just like,
1: no, those words should never leave your mouth.
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's like, even despite her like creepy ass nature, it's it's fun to watch her do like... Shit, like show up to school uh as a grade schooler but she like she she shows up in like a grade school outfit which means you know it cuts off at the stomach and Uh she's former military and unlike me she kept her you know her kept in shape and she's got like a fucking six-pack so (laughs) we're talking like a full-grown woman with a six-pack abs hanging out of like a like a t-shirt that doesn't Quite fit and shorts that don't quite fit with the the red backpack that the elementary schools. Oh my god! Yeah, she's it's it's cringy as shit. it's sometimes, but it's so much fun. I did not expect it to be as much fun as it was, and and again, I appreciate the fact that Misha never once is like I'm interested in her in any way. Yeah. It, at most, it's like okay, I can. I begrudgingly accept the fact that she makes the best food in the house so she can stay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, all the characters are, are are pretty fun. I will admit, yeah, like real world situation or in a more serious anime, like kids of this age being exposed to uh, A, well, let's let beat around the bush. He's a pedophile. <laughs> and B, <laughs> a um, uh, like I said, a masochist uh probably not the best but i don't know i i i don't know why i enjoyed the
0: show as much as i did it's just a really really fun show um how was the production quality like the sound and the animation and
1: uh yeah i mean the the production quality was all right i mean it 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 maintained it was never like um what do you say like mind-blowing like crazy uh there was like remarkable yeah that 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 first scene, like, with Misha and her mom in the snow was pretty cute. And, like, it stays cute throughout, like, the animation style. But, um, yeah, it's not not the best I've ever seen, not the worst I've ever seen. Um, the OP is pretty good. The ED is a lot of fun. I'd recommend watching it. Even if you don't watch the rest of the show, the ED is just a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really think of, like too much that happens late i mean it's it's pretty episodic i mean nothing the the one thing i could say about it is that is that like there is resolution in the fact that misha actually does you know get out and do stuff um but I mean, the end of the, the the end of the show. There is a little bit of re, res uh, resolution because there's one room that Misha won't allow anybody in because it was her mom's like work room, uh, and like at the end she starts letting people in, which is you know to like allows people into the room and stuff like that, which is a si- you know si- the signifier that she's uh, maybe moved on. Um, nice. So yeah, it's actually prob- now to think about it, probably more resolution than most episodic shows like this get which i really appreciated but again i don't think my opinion is uniform like i know a lot of people were turned off immediately from this show for the content and i don't blame you but i i really dug it um and i'm gonna go ahead and give this one. Oh hell what did i give it uh uh three point five out of five. Hmm. So it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a made. Solid.
2: Next is a show that none of us drafted. Nope. Yep. And that is SS SS Gridman. <laughs> um I don't remember what the S's stand for.
0: So, this was um, Trigger, right?
2: Yeah, this is uh, Studio Trigger. Um, this is the anime that will make you forget about Batman and the Ninja Turtles, um, according to the people from Trigger. Uh, <laughs> they, they told us that at a, a panel at KomoriCon. Uh, <laughs> and
1: uh, let's see. Is it Michelangelo? I can't forget Michelangelo. about Michelangelo.
2: Oh, you can forget about Michelangelo. No, he's I a party dude. Po- <laughs> it's, a, it's true. <laughs> uh, um, oh yeah, you also f- you'll forget about Miyazaki, Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Jeez, yeah, because it's the future of anime. Was it that good? I guess uh, we'll find out. I
1: I didn't watch. I like watched like one episode, maybe two. Okay. I think.
2: Um. Yeah, so this is the. Uh, it's kind of a giant robot show. Super Sentai show, I guess is the more accurate term. Um, the synopsis is Yuta Hibiki is a first year student in high school living in Susujidai. Susujidai, yeah, Tsu-Tsu-Jidai. Uh One day he wakes up without his memories. Yuta later meets Hyper Agent Gridman, who is inside an old computer. Redman tells him to fulfill his purpose. Yuta's quest to understand the meaning behind these words and find his memories begins. While all of uh, while all of this is sudden, Yuta has the helpful ex- uh, assistance of his classmates, Sho Utsumi, Rika Takarada, and Akane Shinjo. But those peaceful days are destroyed mercilessly by a monster that suddenly appears, a kaiju. Um. So yeah, when we. First, start out the show. Um we are introduced to uh Utah who's this redheaded uh guy who wakes up in the home of uh Rika. Um and he has no memories of his life prior to that moment. He's got amnesia. Um and you, like, as soon as he walks outside, you can tell that there's something up because no one talks about it. But in the distance, there are these, like, what look like statues of large, like, Godzilla monster kind of things. Um, and there's, like, this fog that's everywhere. Uh, so you can tell that things aren't necessarily what they appear to be. Um and so how far did you get Carlos?
1: Like a like two episodes.
2: Two episodes. Okay. So I, I got to see the
1: first, you know, big fight thing, which was pretty cool. And then
2: Yeah. Yeah, so um I forget exactly how it leads to this, but uh it turns out that Gridman is living inside a an old computer that they call Junk, which is in uh Rika's parents' like uh secondhand store where they just like sell stuff to uh to people that they've acquired in various ways. Um and Yuta is the only one that can see Gridman appear on this uh monitor and a kaiju appears in the city that starts you know destroying stuff uh and killing people and Yuta gets sucked into the computer uh and materializes in the city as gridman uh a giant robot that he then you know
1: fights the uh the Kaiju and beats it i actually I took notes on this first episode, okay I remember it was shortly after our steinsgate uh watch along. And I was, I laughed and I'm like, man, old tech is impressive in anime. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah. And I remember the kaiju looking, like, yeah, I actually wrote it down right here. Wow, that's a stupid looking kaiju. Uh-huh.
2: That it first really one was is. really dumb looking. Oh, man, there are a lot of dumb ones to follow. Really? Um, oh,
1: That's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I, I did, li- I did enjoy the fact that he had a beam, though. Like, you know, like an yes. Ultraman beam. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> There's, man,
2: yeah. The The cuts are pretty deep uh in this show um so yeah he gets like spit out and uh we come to i guess learn that you know gridman is in this computer for whatever reason that there are these other people who are part of gridman that show up um i think we meet the first one in the first episode uh caliber um who ends up being able to transform into a sword for Gridman. Um and then we meet the rest of the 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 crew. There's Boar, who turns into like drills and stuff. Um Max turns into like giant fists, I think. I can't remember. There were so many different things. Uh there's another guy who like turns into an airplane and then like can make gridman fly um vit was his name um and yeah these kaiju just kind of like keep appearing uh throughout the show and they seem to be targeting people every time um and they kind of reveal early on that the one creating these kaiju and sending them after these people is, like, the idol of the school, uh, who is Akane, the, like, purple-haired girl. Um, and she is apparently the god of this world. And it turns out that this world is kind of a utopia that she built. And so everything that she doesn't want in it anymore, she sends the kaiju after to erase from existence. Cause after they're killed by the Kaiju, uh, no one remembers them, Hmm. but the, like all the destruction from the battle or every battle gets like fixed overnight. Like the world's back to normal the next day. (laughs) I was wondering about that. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently there are like cleaner Kaiju that she sends out to (laughs) clean up the city and rebuild it. Um, But no one remembers that the kaiju were there, that the battle took place, or that the people that died existed.
1: That's a Um, nice, like... I mean, not really... Okay, it's a simple but pretty effective uh, explanation to a lot of the, the, you know, big robot, big monster type shows. mm, Yeah. I dig it.
2: Uh Uh-huh. And so the, I guess the uh, main... I don't know. Uh, I lost the word for it. The crux, the ah, uh, the the objective of Akane is to get rid of Gridman because Gridman is like the thorn in her side. Um, you know, protecting these people that she wants to destroy, so that becomes her goal. The goal—that's the word—a simple word like goal. Um, <laughs> that's her goal, and so um, she, you know. Starts to like innovate and send different kinds of uh uh kaiju. Um, the most interesting of which was a little boy named Auntie or Auntie who uh turns into a kaiju and you know goes and fights Gridman. Um, he's kind of a complex character because he's the only kaiju that is actually shown as a person and can actually return to a, a human form and has human emotions. Uh, so they go, they go places with his character um, hmm. and he ends up playing a, a big role later on. It sounds
0: pretty dark actually. Is that, I mean, is it's it kind of a dark emotional? Show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. The world's really interesting uh, because it's, uh, it's, mm, it's not a real world. This world doesn't technically exist um, because it was, you know, constructed by Akane to be her, like, ideal, you know, world. Um, So everything, nothing exists outside of the city. Um, uh, There is an episode where they kind of, like, have a field trip to the the mountains for like a river rafting kind of like field trip thing. Um, And, you know, that area of land, you know, we come to find out gets created because Akane went over, you know, with them on that field trip. Um, That place didn't actually exist in this world. Um, There are a lot of things that they don't really necessarily explain. Uh, There is at one point a, a, Kaiju that uh, Yuta meets who he apparently has a history with, but he can't remember because he has no memories. Um, and she kind of like helps him understand that, you know, Akane is the god of this place and that um, if they're going to do anything, they have to stop her. Um, Man, let me even think about how to get to where the show goes in the end um do you guys have any questions so far
1: no i'm interested to watch this show but i'm just you know kind of ran out of time before the whole review thing came down so uh
2: yeah um it sounds um, like
0: a show honestly that that's kind of from your description and from what i've seen of it that's kind of outside of your typical wheelhouse I'm, i'm surprised to hear you you seem relative to have a relatively favorable opinion of it. Um, yeah. it, did it feel anything? Cause I, I mean, I know, uh, trigger was founded by previous, like Gainax with who did Gurren Logan And of mm-hmm. course, when I saw this, I immediately thought Gurren Lagann, does it have that feel at all to it? It feels very much like a trigger show. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, I would say the, the animation is a lot cleaner than every other trigger show that I've seen.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um, but it definitely kind of has that flair. Um, they do use CG for all the uh, kaiju and Gridman fights and all that stuff. Uh, which was a little distracting at first, but it totally didn't bother me at all uh, by the end. Um, and yeah, it just... It gets really weird <laughs> towards the end, which I think is uh, very trigger as well. They yeah. really go go off the deep end. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to spoil the ending because I think it is worth a show worth watching. Um, I will say that the ending, mm, I wasn't super hot on how it ended. Um, I think it's a completely fine ending. I just didn't answer as many questions as I was hoping that it would uh, for a series that seems like it's, you know, wrapped up and done and I don't think we'll get any more from it. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed watching the show quite a bit. Um, I love the character designs, especially Rika. She's absolutely
1: adorable. Yeah. Um, that, that is one of... thing that's happened a lot this season is yeah. like art from Gridman a lot.
2: Yeah, a lot of art. Um <laughs> yeah. They uh they've been yeah, there's been a lot of good quotes about the uh character designer of the show. So, you should definitely go look up all that stuff cuz it's pretty funny. Um Yeah, I pff- I don't know. Screw it. I guess I'll kind of talk about how it ends. Um, so the, the main bad of the show is, uh, this alien thing called Alexis carib, who is the one that, so Akane creates all these kaiju by molding them with like clay or whatever on these like skeleton, like little, uh, I don't know. I imagine it's what, like, you know, figures are modeled on when they're first, con- like, conceptually made. Um, and then Alexis brings them to life in the city. Um, and he's, like, the most trigger-looking bad guy. Like, this is honestly, like, where all of the, like, trigger flair comes from. Here, I'll post this picture in our chat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's the, the big bad and, you know, Akane over the course of the show just comes to realize that, you know, maybe <laughs> she's not doing, you know, the right thing for herself or for everyone else. It looks like
0: out of, he's like out of Evangelion or something.
2: Ex- yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Um So we come to find out towards the end that Yuta lost all of his memories because he's actually Gridman, or he's part of Gridman who was brought into this world, and so he inhabited the body of Yuta, which made him forget everything. So he's like, technically Gridman, but he's not Gridman. It's very confusing. <laughs> um, so that's why when he gets sucked into the the computer to fight, you know, like, Gridman becomes complete or whatever. Um, but he didn't unlock his full potential until he came to that realization at the end of the show. Um, let me think. There's a lot of, like, dumb stuff. Like... <laughs> Uh, the the entire like last episode, um, is kind of like seems to be, like a throwback to old Gridman. Um, like, I think there was like an old like TV show or maybe there was a, a previous anime for Gridman, um, where they end up beating Alexis by doing like some friendship beam or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it got really cheesy and and ridiculous uh but yeah i don't know it's a fun show It, it does get kind of dark at times um i think it has a lot to say that i'm not uh equipped necessarily to talk about in any uh you know smart way uh but if you like you know sentai shows or you like giant robots and kaiju and stuff like that um they're just you know good character designs i think this is show
1: this is a show that's worth watching also really amazing backgrounds at times yeah just weirdly yeah. amazing backgrounds i'm like okay uh-huh. not what i was expecting but
0: cool mm-hmm. yeah nice um yeah i think it sounds worth watching it really does i mean most trigger stuff is at least worth giving a shot and this um this sounds like they did a pretty good job with it. So yeah,
2: this is I think the first Trigger show that I've actually completed.
0: Wow. Okay. So
2: yeah, uh, I mean I watched the Little Witch Academia movies, but I don't know if those necessarily count. Um, yeah, I need to go back and watch Kill a Kill. I want to go back and watch Darling in the Franks.
1: You should. Kill a Kill's got a good dub too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had bought the Blu-rays, but they were kind of expensive. Yeah, I
1: bought the Blu-rays. I re- I wish that they weren't a set.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: they were expensive.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I would give this show a four out of five. Nice. Um, yeah, it was definitely one of the top shows of the season for me, um, and I'm glad that I uh, gave it a go.
0: Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you are too that you gave it a go too because it really it didn't sound or doesn't sound like a show that you would typically like, so it's pretty it's pretty cool to hear that you enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely outside yeah. your wheelhouse. That's pretty cool.
3: Mhm. Okay. Uh,
1: so, next up is another show I drafted. Uh this one is uh Ulysses, Jean the Arc and the Alchemist Knight. Um it is a, uh, how do I put this, an alternate history, like a fantasy alternate alternate history uh, that takes place in France during the Hundred Years' War. Uh, for those of you not in the know, it's a, uh, that was a, well, slightly over a hundred years' war uh, between uh, France and Britain over French succession to the throne. Uh, that was eventually won by France, eventually. Uh, like, England occupied France for a good portion of that war. Um, we start out uh, with um, who is a French student who is very excited about the prospects of alchemy. Uh, at this time in history, uh, you know, alchemy was like akin to magic. And we are talking about medieval Europe. It's probably not really cool to do that with the church around who can, you know, literally kill you for blasphemy. Um, but he's interested anyway. Uh, he wants to find a thing called the Philosopher's Stone because uh, it can give him, you know, great powers and all this. He, what he essentially wants because the Hundred Years' War has been going on uh, for quite some time. If you know anything, John of Arc came quite a ways into the Hundred Years' War. Um, hmm. He's, you know, seen France ravaged by uh, war and he, he wants to create a world in where in which everyone is happy and there is no war. Um, so, he wants his Philosopher's Stone
0: um, uh, to have the power to do that. It's amazing to think that people live their entire lives, like, several generations in, in the same war. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, and, and back then, wars took a lot longer because, like, war just didn't happen in winter. It was way too cold and foraging was ridiculous for an army. Anyway, sorry. I love these kind of topics. Don't start me on that, Jeff. <laughs> You're not a history podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Yet. Um Anyway, uh, yeah, so he's he's been trying to find this uh, stone. They're, he's a kid at this point, point. Uh, and he's also friends, funny enough, with the crown princess of France, <laughs> um, okay. with a, a highborn noble, um, it, another highborn. I, I think she's from Brittany, Brittany, which is a actually like a province of France, and um, and the crown. Princess of the Duchy of Burgundy, uh, who, I, they kind of did the fate thing here. Uh, okay, where her name is is Philip. Uh, in the anime, her whole name is Philippe. Um, she's Philip the Good, who is a, totally a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the other one, uh, the the uh, the. Uh, one of the the uh, noble the noble heiress. Her name is Arthur de Richemont, and for the entire anime, they just call her Richemont, even though she has a brother who could be called the same thing, but they call him by his first name. Um, and there's Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, uh, de Voyer, who is I believe supposed to be Charles the the who becomes king after the war is over. Uh, so I think so. I don't know. I'm not great with hundred years of war history, uh, but uh, and then of course there's uh, Jean herself. Uh, but we don't meet Jean initially. The, so it like when they're kids, they're all together, and um, uh, they're all talking about what they want to do. You know, when they grow up, you know, Charlotte wants to become a queen. Um, Philippe wants to, you know, become the Duke of Burgundy or whatever the hell. Um, Richemont is apparently a great fighter so she wants to you know be a knight and momoransi wants to be a um alchemist um but during that period uh while they're in this like academy uh the english army wins a victory and uh advances on their city and so momoransi has to go to his grandfather's house um Philippe goes back to Burgundy, and this is right around the time – well, I I think it had already happened. Anyway, we're going to forget about history. Philippe goes (laughs) back to Burgundy where her father informs her that Burgundy will now be siding with the English claimant to the throne. Um, So, they're enemies now. Um, uh, Charlotte is forced to to leave – I think they're Paris – in exile. And, you know, she's essentially royalty in exile. And – Richemont gets captured by the like goes into battle and gets captured by the English and ends up joining them like kind of is forced into it but yeah that was an uncomfortable scene to watch um uh, I see yeah yeah um so momenton sees uh, continue like we follow him till he reaches adulthood and he finally gets like the Philosopher's stone um and through the Philosopher's Stone, he meets a a fairy called Astaroth, uh, and Astaroth is uh, like tells him that, uh, like I don't remember the the whole uh, turn of events, but uh, she's like, you can't eat this philosopher. Like he's like, if I eat this, I'll become all powerful, um, and she's like, no, you can't eat this because if you eat this. You're gonna like explode, or you're gonna go mad, or both. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, he he gains the ability from some potion he drink makes, or something like that, to <laughs> with his saliva make a like his saliva becomes like a potion that like triggers the philosopher's stone. So when he's like out and about like through traveling through the country he comes upon john the like john's uh what do you call it like village uh-huh. and john is friends with a bunch of like forest fairies and the the burgundian army comes and wipes out her village and kills all these little fairies and they strike down uh john and and you know Momoransi who's you know kind of grown attached to her uh gives her half of the philosopher's stone and then kisses her and that triggers her to become what they call a Ulysses um okay Ulysses are like great people in history apparently Jesus Christ was one oh if you didn't know uh like it was like they said King Arthur and Je- like the two they mentioned all the time are King Arthur and Jesus Christ I'm like all right well cool <laughs> um yeah so now uh like a, a series of events happen with mercenaries and stuff like that where uh Jean becomes the holy maiden she becomes the the this like the battle symbol for the you know the French royalists and it's like a progression where Montmorency is like you know we have this amazing super-powered human let's use her to you know to take back France and oh uh, and uh, there's a there's a thing, though. She can only be the Ulysses for, like, three minutes at a time per day. Oh, okay. So she's got to be super badass for three minutes and then she can't do anything after that. She goes back to just being a regular French girl. Um, yeah, there's, like, a series of events go, like, they they uh, occur after this. They um, they have to convince uh, Charlotte to accept her, and she's pissed at Momonance. Uh They've saved Richemont from the British, uh, and she joins them and she's pissed at Momodansi, um, uh, because he didn't remember his promise that they would all be friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> you have so much <laughs> bigger fish to fry. <laughs> um, so, and then the, you know, so the English get like, they, they win a couple of battles. Uh, the English get wind of this and they send, uh, a hunter, to, okay. to take out uh, U- uh, take out Ulysses, to take out Jean of Arc, um, who is Glassdale, I want to say his name is. And he, like, comes up with this plan. He has a Ulysses of his own, um, who is Philip. <laughs> because Philip's dad was a bastard and, like, I don't know, made her into this crazy Ulysses, which made her breast grow exponentially like every time she becomes ulysses she like her like you see the the camera pans in her ass grows her tits grow and now and like she puts on a helmet to obscure her face um hmm. and they actually do like this is where the show like the show was actually it's, it's actually pretty brutal um
2: okay with, i was gonna ask like with violence how dark it was oh yeah no
1: it gets pretty brutal i mean uh at like when they take out a genre of arc again spoilers again Spoiler well, cast, I say it all the damn time. Um, uh, she gets shot with an arrow, and, like, it it goes through her heart, and the guy pulls her heart out and crushes it. Oof. Yeah. Um, but because she's a Ulysses, she can survive that. Uh, but she does need to be, like, healed by some extraordinary means, so they go find—what uh, the hell was it? Uh, it's like the the scabbard for Excalibur. Okay. which apparently the French call it Excalibur, which I mean, I know that there are differences like, cause the French had that myth as well um, about King Arthur and all that shit. But um, yeah, so she's healed by the scabbard of Excalibur. Um, and then comes like the, the, for those of you who know like a lot about John of Arc, the, like the pinnacle of John of Arc is the battle of Orleans. Like that's where it was like, Oh my God, we just got fucking beat by like an 18, 19 year old French girl uh like uh, us being the british um uh-huh. like it was it was like the pinnacle of her military career um and like they wake her up in time for the battle where they're sieging the 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 castle um they get into a fight with uh the the black ulysses again philip um and they realize that because she's only like uh John's only got half of the stone, she's all power. So uh Momoransi, who again a uh, backtracking real quick, earlier in the show uh-huh. we find out is Jill Day, Who Oh really? Fans okay. of Fate kind of know where uh-huh. he went after the death of jean Yeah. Um probably not somebody you want to be like making the hero of your story. Anyway, uh-huh. Uh, he eats the other half, <sighs> despite Astaroth's warnings. Oh, once again, real quick again, backtrack. Astaroth was apparently the Lady of the goddamn Lake. For any of you who know anything mm. about Arthurian legend, the Lady of the Lake is the was the person who gave Arthur's dad Excalibur. So this tiny little fairy thing, like the Lady of the Lake wasn't supposed to be a tiny little like winged fairy. Anyway, I'm sorry. It bugged me. It bugged the shit out of me. I'm like, you're not the Lady <laughs> of the Lake. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to where I was. Battle of Orleans. Okay. So Momadansi uh eats the other half, and now he can like make shields or whatever. And okay. they win the battle, and everyone, like all the Frenchmen are happy. They're like, yeah, we could actually take back our country. We don't suck at war as much as we thought we did. Um <laughs> and then the show like the show was like middlingly bad beforehand. The show really jumps the shark here. Just okay. really, holy! Like without warning, like we knew that something could happen if Momoranci ate. we, I was expecting madness. All of a sudden, okay. after the battle, the English have, have retreated or or been killed. The sky turns to a fucking tentacle monster. Like the entire <sighs> sky is filled with tentacles, and uh-huh. and a pillar of tentacles comes down and absorbed momoransi which odd you don't usually expect the man to be you know
3: <laughs> to be
1: the object of the tentacle monster's ire uh, and uh, when the the tentacles like kind of absorb or like that, that pillar is absorbed into him we find out that that was an ancient deity that like the first Ulysses that ever was locked away the ancient gods and all those tentacles are like the ancient gods in their anger trying to get back to earth because when they were on earth, there was no war. So long as, you know, humans followed their instructions. Huh? But, um, uh, but, but now that the gods are gone, there's all this war and strife, this hundred year war and all that stuff. Um, so they want to be back to being like King shit or, you know, King gods, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, which we didn't have any prior like notice of this or anything hinting like we we had no idea about any of this. And this is all told in like in like a flashback type thing. So hmm. like Astaroth has a flashback of like her originally locking up. Or no, Momoran sees no, someone sees. You no, know, it's it's Astoroth sees like them originally locking up this god this king of the gods that like momoronzi is now being in in bot like in embodied by that that deity or whatever um and there's a fight uh that they lose and the god's like getting ready to wipe out humanity and john being like you know super in love with momoronzi is able to uh, get up and uh, knock the god out of. <laughs> like she essentially <laughs> takes the philosopher's stone out of him, if I remember correctly. Mm. I don't know. At this point, I was so incredulous to everything that was happening in this fucking show. <laughs> I'm like, where did this all and <laughs> the like after the battle? Like, Momoranzi goes back to to being well, quote unquote normal. Uh huh. The the Eng- Like an English army shows up and it's like, all right, cool. Like they're, you know, the, the, this French army is totally, you know, like they're beaten. Uh, we can, we can ride in there and we can sweep them up. And a character that we had seen before, we only see her like once. She's like, uh, she's a princess of Wales who was okay. like, gar- who is trying to get the, uh, the Excalibur scabbard um, is like, no, turn around. Orders are to turn. Order, orders are hard to turn around. They're like, "What? No, we could totally win this." It's like, "Oh yeah, but they're they're fighting like martyrs right now, so you know, retreat." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Which is so weird. I don't know. The whole thing, the whole ending, was just baffling. And, well, what they do, I mean, I guess one thing that makes it a fantasy is is like, momoransi says that he sees the end for for Jean. The you know. I mean, he does actually foresee her burning at the stake as a heretic and all that stuff. Um, uh-huh. But from the look of it, it looked like it was over. It looked like the war was over. I mean, there, you see the English army like, all right, well, we got to get set up again. And they, it really does feel like they're trying to set up for another season. And one thing I will say about when I was in Japan, uh, they were really pushing the show in animate. Like, it had its own corner. Huh. So... Maybe they're pushing for another show, but I cannot I cannot think of a reason why I would want to watch a second season of this show. <laughs> it like it, not just because of the jumping of the shark, like everything I explained until now is handled very melodramatically or very edgy. It, it feels like they want to be fate. It feels like they want to be fate, but man, did they drop the ball a lot because Momoransi is not an interesting character. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a boring character. I, I actually like before they, they completely jumped, like blew my mind by jumping the shark with that sky tentacle monster. Uh-huh. I, I was actually thinking about like maybe writing something up about like how to make your character human <laughs> because moment on, he doesn't feel human. He feels like a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't like him. I, I didn't like a whole lot of the characters. Like I liked the mercenaries and that was it. Um specifically <sighs> okay. like here because she's only interested in in girls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. I, it it was really not it was really not great. I mean it wasn't it would have been fine if it was just like slightly dark. I wouldn't have minded the brutality too much if it was had a point. <laughs> yeah. And it really didn't. I mean I Yeah. You watch Astaroth get crushed and ripped in half really for no reason. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a great show. Um I love the character designs. See, I wasn't I mean, it was okay. The character designs were all right. I I, I will say that Yeah. It, I mean it, I don't know okay what then. they look like in the
2: anime. Just looking at like clicking on their names in my anime list. I'm a big fan of all the art, but yeah, maybe it
1: doesn't translate well. Oh, it's weird. I clicked on on Jian, and A, I love the way they spelled her name. Yeah. Jihan, Dark Jihan. Yeah. Jihan. But uh but that character design that doesn't really look like what she looked like. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's I, I don't really want it to go on too much more about this show. No, yeah, no worries. Uh one one out of five.
2: One out of five. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Not a good. Not no. a great show. I'm sure there there's an audience for that, but it's not somebody who enjoys history.
2: <clears throat> yeah, sounds like a show I would not enjoy.
1: Okay, let's move on to another show uh, that I watched this season. This is one I did not uh, draft. I thought about it, but I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, and uh, I did. This is Zombieland <laughs> Saga. Um, this one. Done by Studio Mappa, um, and it is the story of Zombie Idols. <laughs> Weirdly <laughs> enough, um, for those of you who haven't watched it, I'm going to spoil the first scene, so maybe don't listen right now because we, or, st- yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it doesn't matter, you, you kind of have to see it to believe it. <laughs> because <laughs> we, yeah. we start off with a girl uh named uh, Sakuro Minamoto who is very excited because she's about to send her idol application in the mail and she very excitedly runs downstairs puts on her shoes, runs out the door and runs right into a speeding truck uh yeah. and it starts off with some uh, pretty like I don't know. I remember if I remember it was like kind of metalish type music. Like as she's <laughs> flying through the air, uh very much probably dead before she hits the dead. ground. Yeah. Um and she wakes up uh as a zombie in a creepy abandoned dilapidated mansion. Um and there are a bunch of other zombies in there that uh, that do not uh that aren't conscious, that aren't, you know, Mm-hmm. sentient i guess yet they're just kind of like the shuffling type of zombie uh so she freaks out and runs away and she's brought back uh by a crazy person named Kotoro <laughs> tatsumi and tatsumi or Kotoro, i should say informs her that they are idols that yeah. they're zombies but they are absolutely 100 going to be idols no question about it and he slaps apparently industrial strength strength industrial strength of makeup onto a bunch of rotting corpses, um, and puts them up in front of a on a stage in front of a metal audience, uh, to which they all start screaming because they're all zombies, <laughs> and the metal crowd eats that shit right up. Um, and this is this is all first episode stuff, by the way. So and uh they they come back and um how many? Well like one, two, three, four, five. Five out of the six, who are again shufflers at this point, uh regain their consciousness, and the anime from there goes into uh getting each of the girls to kind of accept um not really each of the girls, like some of the girls to accept. Uh, their their new situation Um, some of them just kind of accept it and just kind of move on I'm really sad that one of them didn't get an episode Um, but yeah so let's just kind of go down the line because they're all dead from different eras Uh, there's Mm -hmm. Junko Kono who is a an idol in the uh, Showa era Uh, Hmm. so an idol from way back in the day Uh, Ai Mizuno, who was an idol from more recently, who actually uh, Sakura looked up to uh, as like an an idol she aspired to be like. Uh, There was my favorite character, uh, Saki Nikaido, who was a 90s, like late 90s era or just mid 90s era, like biker gang leader, uh, kind of like a gyaru type, who who, uh, loved... um, Her bike, getting into fights with rival gangs, uh, fried chicken, (laughs) and her Tamagotchi. Uh What a girl. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. She's my favorite. I like her hair. (laughs) Uh, There's Yugiri, who – how did you find this corpse? She she was an Edo-era – what do you call them? Like a courtesan? (laughs) So, you know – her corpse had to have been, like, completely gone, but somehow she's magic back into, into even just being a corpse, which impressive. Well, I
2: mean, huh? so- well, because Sakura dies, and isn't it, like, ten years later
1: that this all takes yeah, place? Yeah, but you, that's hundreds of years.
2: I'm not disagreeing, but, like, the concept of reality is instantly out the window.
1: Uh. Let me see here. Uh, who else? Who did I miss? Oh, uh, Lily Hoshikawa, H- Hoshikawa um, who was a child, uh, who's a child star, uh, who died of a heart attack. And uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm going to keep referring to her as her, but she was born a man. <laughs> She's a boy.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but as a zombie. Doesn't really fucking matter. As yeah. Saki says, uh, it doesn't matter what what junk she has.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: because she's an idol. Um, she actually had a, a decent episode. I don't. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm going to piss some uh-huh. people off. Not best girl Sweet. in the show. Doesn't deserve uh. best girl of, of, of the year.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, she's a great character, but she had one character episode, guys. One. <sighs> like, if you want to put Tai up there, who, again, this is the last one, Tai Yamada is great because she remains just a straight-up zombie. We have no idea what her backstory <laughs> is. And though she does, like, start to be able to talk, kind of, she's able to talk in the same way Frank uh, Fran from Fate is able to talk. You know, Frankenstein's uh, – yeah. It's not yeah. great. But she's still – a much more personable character and gets a lot more screen time than Lily does. Just so much more screen time than Lily does. But (laughs) if you're asking my opinion, Saki, best girl all day, every day. Um, So yeah, they, they, they go to, they, they do their metal concert. Uh, And then if, if you haven't seen the show, Chances are what you have seen of the show is episode two's rap battle, which was a lot of fun. Like, a lot of people were pretty much hooked at that point. But from there, it does become an idol anime. Like, I didn't give the show a little bit of shit. Kind of like it's, it, I will say it's not, I mean, obviously it's not a traditional idol, idol anime, but they do have, like, idol songs and stuff like that. I sincerely doubt that these girls are going to form an idol group around Zombieland Saga. So, yeah. so it's not an idol, an idol anime in that sense. It's not an, an anime that's trying to sell a group of idols. This is just, I don't know, it's something different, but I mean, it's an idol anime in a different way. Um, but yeah, it, it, like they do go into, um, uh, you know, dancing, like dance practices and, and choreography. And there is uh, heavily CG, um performances uh, that they do kind of like just a few of them. Uh, and along the way, we get honestly an interesting look for me into like there's a fight between Junko and I uh, between uh, old style idols and new style idols. Very, you know, different um, mentality where like the Showa era idol wants everything to be absolutely perfect and like new style idols are okay with showing like flaws in in singing and dancing because it you know allows the audience to feel like they're watching the idol group grow um i really enjoyed that dynamic i know like maybe not a lot of people gave a crap about that but i thought that was really cool um saki gets her like little uh episode where she's uh she goes back to her former biker gang and the biker gang is is like completely shit now like they're they're nowhere near the level that they were when she was running them. And it turns out that, like, the gang leader is her best friend's daughter. Uh. Uh, yeah, it was that was really cool. I, I really enjoyed Saki's episodes. Um, again, unfortunately, Ty doesn't get anything. <laughs> she's, she's just a lot of fun all the time. But I really would have loved to see what the deal was. <laughs> so I'm hoping for another season because I... I don't know what else to say other than she's oddly fun. Um, and for the for for the entirety of the show uh, until the end, Sakura has like no memory of her past. Um, mm-hmm. like we get glimpses, and we knew we you know we know as the audience that she was a an idol fan and and clearly wanted to be an idol and all that stuff. Uh, and towards the end, we get a, a bit of a backstory. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, that she, uh like, was very... had terrible, terrible luck. Like, everything she had tried to do from, like, elementary school up till high school always ended in failure. So by the time she discovered idols, she'd kind of become, like, a very morose person, like, didn't really put a whole lot of effort into anything lest she be met with, like, it was always, like, a freak accident or something. Uh So, like, once she... Like, once she gains her memory back and remembers how she dies, died, she's like... I have the worst luck in the world. I literally died <laughs> the moment I was excited about something. <laughs> so Yeah. Um what do you call it? Yeah, and, and we we get a little bit more with uh um Kotaro later as well. Um not really a lot though. He like there it it's it's like one scene that shows us who he was in the past, which is kind of okay. interesting, but I don't really want to give that away okay. so I'll leave that one that's fair that's one you're gonna have to yeah. figure out for yourself okay um what else i I will say like uh like the performances by all the girls were a lot of fun, and uh in some cases really funny in some cases kind of like gave me a chuckle. Um, but for a lot of the show, Houtarou was really annoying for me mm. Um, just like he was over the top and um, I mean that's kind of what his character had to be like his character was that you know over the top you know ridiculous type of manager but it went like it was like there was a point where I was like yeah this is funny and then it would like go past that line and then it would speed past that line and then it would take <laughs> a fucking rocket ship to the goddamn moon past that line like i'm like at a certain point like and it got it got better like towards the latter half he didn't do that as much but man early on he laid it on thick um and it, it got kind of annoying i know that's not the majority opinion i know there's quite a few people out there who love Kotoro, but yeah I just I mean, I, I loved him for that last scene that I talked about earlier, uh where you kind of get a little bit of his backstory, but yeah, er, mm-hmm. early on, I could not stand the guy like I almost I, I won't say I almost dropped the show because of him, but i did I did there there were a couple times where I like booting up an episode I'm like, oh, good, I get to start off with this guy again. <sighs> um, yeah uh but that's really the only big complaint i have about the show um, <clears throat> other than that i mean it was it was fine the rest of the way uh I, I don't have many complaints and uh yeah just a really fun solid crazy idol show featuring featuring zombies so um <laughs> and some um, actually pretty entertaining performances uh if i had to grade this one I'd probably give it a four out of five.
2: Okay. Nice.
1: Yeah, Zombie Land Saga. That's
2: one, one that I want to go back and watch when I get some time. Because, yeah, I hear a lot of good things about the performances and stuff. So.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a fun show. I mean, all around. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Uh. Cool man.
1: What happened? (laughs) Yeah. What happened there?
2: Uh, <laughs> there's a period
1: there. Uh, f- huh? Wait, Nani?
3: <laughs> we're we're okay.
1: For those of you like trying to figure out what's going on, like our little grading thing, like our our Google Doc, just kind Google of Doc. like completely went haywire on us for a second there. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. That was weird. Okay, anyways. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, the next show that we have here is As Miss Beals Above Likes, which was my number one pick uh, for the fall 2018 anime season. Um, and this is about a guy named. Um, oh, damn. I forgot his name. <laughs> That's not, oh, Mulan. That... I don't know why, it's weird Japanese spelling, translation. Um, it's like M-U-L-I-N is how they spell it in everything, except my anime list, apparently. Uh, so Mulan is his name, um, and he is the attendant to uh, the leader of Pandemonium, um, or I guess, you know, Hell uh, Beelzebub, who is an absolutely adorable blonde girl, um, and this is basically just an anime about kind of their relationship as they, you know, start to fall for each other, even though you know they don't realize it. It's that kind of, you know, typical slice of life romance anime, um, but with a pretty strong supporting cast of characters um, that make the uh, every episode fun. Um, so yeah, there's Beelzebub uh, who's <laughs> blonde and like everyone's afraid of her because she's like super strong. Uh, and, you know, they, they mentioned stuff like various like holy wars in the past where she just destroyed people. Um, <laughs> she's totally doesn't give off that aura at all in the anime she's just like a super cute blonde girl uh that loves fluffy things and enjoys spending time with uh her uh, attendant um
0: the whole art style of this show just looks very soft very kind it's of very soft yeah <laughs> yeah
2: very kind of like i don't know pastelly yeah is how yeah. i would describe it um uh, so yeah, the first episode kind of focuses on, uh, the, the main two, uh, and then we meet, um, Azazel, uh, who is, I, man, I should remember my, you know, biblical people better than this, but, uh, he was some former like angel or something. Um, and he's like a totally ripped buff dude who's like secretly into super into you know, fluffy and cute things as well.
1: Um, who doesn't speak? Oh, uh, he Moe bro. Only... Yeah. I have him down in my notes. As... I, I watched like two episodes of the show. I have him okay. down in my notes as Moe, bro.
2: Yeah. Moe, bro. Yeah. Moe um, he bro. only s- speaks via, like, uh, cards and stuff that he writes on. Um, <laughs> he's, he's pretty awesome. Uh, and then, uh, we meet, uh, Belphegor, or um, oh, what do they call her? It's not because Beelzebub goes by Bell. belfagor goes by. Damn, I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, she has some nickname. Um, and she like her quirk is that she's like super cute and like she's like super in love with Azazel, but for whatever reason she, every time she gets flustered or uh surprised or whatever she has to go to the bathroom
1: like it's
2: like an involuntary that, reaction for her. Okay.
1: That makes my my notes make sense. Okay. Because I wrote <laughs> what did you write new characters in this one? I like Moe bro and Moe bladder.
3: Moe bladder,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's often I think she's like afraid of men. Um I think that's kind of how they introduce her. They like men kind of frighten her. And yeah, every time she gets frightened, she like runs off to the bathroom. Um, but they uh, kind of spend a good amount of time with her later on in the show, kind of building out her character and her uh, feelings for Zazel and how she's trying to, you know, conquer those so that, you know, she can express herself. She's, she's really cute, really fun. Um, we meet, uh, Astaroth, who is like another high-ranking uh, fallen angel, who is like like obsessed with uh, Beelzebub, with Bell, um, and he's kind of a I don't want to say a masochist, but <laughs> his uh, like attendant, who is a Sargatanus. Um, kind of like sh- she's super strict with him, and Astaroth is very like you know, uh damn it, I can't think of any terms today. I can see think of as loose, and that's not necessarily right. He's very flirty, I guess. Um, and she reins him in by tying him up and beating him up and stuff like that, and he doesn't seem to learn his lesson. Um. Let me think. Any other notable characters? There was one character I wasn't crazy about. Uh I'm gonna say this wrong, Yurinomi. Um, who is like this glasses glasses wearing um girl who is super into young boys. <laughs> um <laughs> which was just not my thing at all. There's this one uh character, Dentalian, who's like the a very like young-looking bookish boy who is like the overseer of the massive library of uh Pandemonium. And uh Urania is like super into just stalking him and looking at him and she like she gets the nosebleeds and she's super creepy and weird um, and like outrageous in a lot of ways. And I didn't much care for her character, but I guess, you know, some people are into that kind of stuff. So whatever. <laughs> um, Yeah. I mean, this show, there's not any substance other than like the cute moments between all of these characters. It's just a lot of, you know, situations that they get in where they you know kind of like feel stuff i guess i don't know there's if you like just like being overwhelmed by cuteness and color i think this is like a perfect show for that kind of thing um but don't come into this one looking for any like deep story because there is none it's like it's like super slice of lifey um Each episode has a couple, like usually two, maybe three little like stories that it kind of works its way through. Um, like they go to town and have sweets or they bake cookies or they meet the chef who makes incredible food incredibly fast, but at the cost of him losing his clothes every time. Um, (laughs) So, it's that kind of show, um, it's totally my kind of show, and uh Bell is just perfect um, yeah, I don't think there's really much else to say other than that
0: sounds cute i mean what did um were you getting mostly laughs out of it? It was just an enjoyable watch, or uh... oh yeah,
2: yeah, uh, definitely laughs and just you know that happy feeling of seeing cute romance
0: right right okay cool yeah. yeah it sounds it sounds like a fun show and definitely like probably a good show to watch alongside with some of the more intense shows that we have <laughs> um, <laughs> for sure yeah like a like kind of a you know more of a feel-good show cool oh I like 100
2: percent feel good yeah um it's
0: funny that she's introduced as someone who is you know a destroyer of uh, people or whatever. Man,
2: she's, she's a fearsome demon,
0: a fearsome demon. Fallen yeah. angel. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs>
0: cool. Um,
2: yeah. I think I would give this one. Um, since there was a character that I didn't really enjoy and that kind of detracted from my overall enjoyment of the show, I would probably give it a four and a half out of five um but it's totally my kind of show so i get that there are some people who just would get instantly bored with this you know kind of thing but i thoroughly enjoyed my time with it
3: right on okay
1: this next show is one of the ones that uh that i drafted uh last season um and it turned out to be Arguably one of my favorite shows of last season. Probably my favorite, actually.
2: Yeah. I would yeah, probably say my favorite as well.
1: Uh, this one is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Henceforth referred to as Bunny Girl Senpai because no, I'm not saying that
0: title every damn time.
2: Or <laughs> yeah. just Bunny Girl.
0: Uh, this is kind of a huge surprise, I think, for all of us that this ended up being such a hit this season, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, this one's done by Cloverworks, licensed by Aniplex. And,
1: uh, tells the story of Sakuta, um, in a world, uh, where teenagers who are going through maybe more, yeah, eh, whatever, eh, yeah, I'll say it, more extreme circumstances than others, uh, have the, uh, potential to go through what's called puberty syndrome. And puberty syndrome is kind of like, almost like a supernatural event, um, that manifests, is, manifests itself differently, uh, from person to person, um. Initially, uh, like we get hints that uh, Sakuta had to deal with this uh, syndrome with his sister, uh, Kaede. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't really get into that until later in the show. Initially, we start out with my Sakurajima, um, who is undergoing uh, pu- puberty syndrome uh, to the point where she is completely invisible to people around her in a set radius except for uh, sakuta sakuta can see her um and like the first arc is him trying to figure out uh how to fix her uh puberty syndrome Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um and then every subsequent arc after that is working on a different girl's uh issue it very much feels like a lighter version of the Monogatari series, especially Bake Monogatari. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's essentially what that anime was. Um, but <sighs> yeah. it's not chaffed. So we get more than one human on the screen. Uh, and it's definitely a lot less stylized. I won't I won't go out of my way and say that I like this more than I like the Monogatari series. I love the Monogatari series. But I love this show for reminding me of that show. Um, yeah. And for doing it in a slightly different way. Yeah. <sighs> um, I won't really go into, because uh, it would take too long to to go into each, or to go into how he fixes each of them, but I will say um, after Mai, uh, we get Tomoe, whose uh, puberty syndrome manifests itself uh, in that uh, whenever uh, she's feeling pressured or just kind of unconsciously wants to, uh, time will stop and she'll kind of hogs day, uh, a day for a little bit, uh, and Sakata kind of has to figure out you know, what exactly is causing time to keep resetting itself. Um, Ryo Rio, uh, splits into two. Uh, she's the, the science student uh, who Sakuta uh, is often confiding in, uh, and she's interested in Sakuta's uh, best friend, uh, Yuma, but, uh, you know, she doesn't know how to tell him, and this causes her to essentially split into two, uh, futabas. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Uh, Nodoka is my sister. Um, and she's unhappy with the relationship, but that, that her and my have, uh, so her puberty syndrome is that she freaky Fridays into my body and my turns into Nodoka <laughs> and, uh, they kind of learn more about each other. Um, and get closer as sisters. And finally is I think it's the last one. Yeah, it's Kaede, um who is again Sakuta's sister, um who unt- until the last few episodes spoiler spoiler spoilers, she you don't really know this but she's not how she originally was. She loses all yeah. her memories uh because so
2: yeah. Go ahead.
1: Her puberty syndrome uh uh manifests itself in like actually really traumatic injuries all over the body um I don't remember how exactly does she lose her memory
2: um so she was bullied in school that,
1: uh, yeah but that doesn't cause memory loss and
2: No no I think it was that she um yeah whatever the like the mental strain or whatever caused her to like yeah her body just like start opening gashes and stuff. I think she went into a coma. That's right. And then, yeah, when she woke up, she had no memory of who she was and, uh, had to kind of, you know, relearn, you know, who Kaede was while having no recollection of who she was
1: before. In terms of severity, she definitely had the, had the the most severe case. Mm -hmm. Like I'd say, I'd say Kaede's was the, was the most severe, probably followed by uh, Mai's, because she was literally going to disappear off the face of the earth. Um, followed by Tomoe's, only because her day would keep resetting, and one of the days, you know, was the the guy, the really creeper God, dude. Yeah. Like, that could have gotten really bad. Rios wasn't terrible. Well, yeah, Rios wasn't as bad, I don't think. And Notica's wasn't nearly as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he... Good guy, sock to fixes everything. Um, but unlike, uh, like you know, most protagonists who you know can fix everything, the you know the Mister Fix It type harem type protagonist. This isn't really a harem. Not all these girls are after him. I mean, a couple of them
2: are hmm? yeah. Tomo, Tomoe, and Mai. Really, are it? Yeah, that's yeah. Like, well, <laughs> and Kaede, but I think that's more puppy love. Than yeah, anyway. yeah.
1: Um, but. Uh, like is actually a really good character in my opinion um and yeah, it's really because of sure. the way he's written um the mm-hmm. way he they like well and the way conversations are written in this show um that's what also kind of brings me back to the Monogatari series but instead of high like high paced really fast you know oh my god I have to keep pausing the show to, like, to to hear what they're saying and to be able to see uh-huh. everything that pops up on the screen um it's just no, like a normal conversation that's very wittily written. Wittily.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. The, the humor,
1: the wit was definitely a highlight of the show for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was excited to watch this show every week. Uh, it's one of the few that I didn't have to go back and binge uh, because I was mm-hmm. watching it. Um, uh, Mai is absolutely my favorite character, but that's because she reminds me so much of Um Yeah. So, I, honestly, I feel bad because like I, I will probably give this show as high of a score as I'm going to give it, mostly because of how much it sends my brain back to Monogatari. Um
2: Yeah. I but think but they're very different I shows. Think even if yeah, even if like we had no reference for Monogatari, I would still think very highly of this show. Yeah. Because I think it is very well written
1: and just yeah, from a story perspective it's well told. And every every uh resolution really feels like it they were really well done like i didn't feel like any of them were were cheap maybe no nodokas was a was a little like probably like not my not bad but my definitely my least favorite of all of them because it was kind of um mm. cheesy not cheesy uh convenient very convenient mm. i mean like we had no like if they had referenced the like the the box that she had kept her letters in in another one maybe like another like just kind of like
2: oh not foreshadow stuff yeah.
1: like I would have been more interested but I I feel like mm-hmm. the the ending to Notica's was was very convenient
2: yeah yeah I I've, hmm yeah they were all interesting and like I felt like they were kind of like trying to point to something bigger with like all the conversations about uh, quantum theory and stuff like that. And they've never really kind of explained anything about that, but yeah, I, uh, I thought all the conclusions to the arcs were yeah, pretty good as
1: well. Kaede's was a little weird to me, but I, I kind of like the fact that, that, that she kind of went, goes back to her old self and, and Sakata just like, all right, well, I just got to roll with the punches.
2: Yeah, that when uh, when she wakes up in the hospital, not remembering anything about like the past year or whatever, and he's just like a broken person because of that. That was pretty rough.
1: Yeah, it was a good character episode, though. I really enjoyed it. For sure. Um, For sure. Animation wise, it was actually a lot better looking than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm hmm. That op is phenomenal. I really enjoy the song and the the visuals for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I really love the show. Um, it surprised me because yeah. I really thought I I really thought I was just picking, especially from the title, uh, just like what was going to be probably like a a fun etchy show with some mystery elements, and there is no etchy in this show. <laughs> it's
2: no, no, but they I love the way they kind of handle the romance. Yeah, it, a it's lot a lot of, of teasing and stuff like that. <laughs> it is a lot of teasing, but they're not afraid to, like, you know, have the characters lay down next to each other. You know, there's not like this fear of touching necessarily. Oh, yeah, that was that was um, fun. Though I did, like, I have two complaints about uh, this show. Um, one of them being like at the very end. They have, they, they spend the entire anime kind of like, you know, teasing this potential for a kiss that they, like, I felt like they earned it. Like, rarely do I feel like a show works and earns a scene where the characters actually kiss. And I felt like they earned the damn scene and then they just kind of throw back the the teasing. Like, I don't know, I felt kind of like.
0: That's cheated. always disappointing, yeah. yeah. Especially, I mean, if, if it feels like a show where it is gonna, you're going to get the yeah, payoff like I, and it doesn't matter. It
2: would have been perfect. Yeah. That would have been like a, a perfect topper to the, uh, to the season. But whatever, that's probably just a me thing. Um, the other one is that they leave a lot of stuff untouched that they bring up. Um, like there's the slashes on Sakata's chest. That they never really reference. Um, And then there's the whole. uh, Oh what's her name. Uh, Shoko thing. That they never really. Resolve either. Um, With her being kind of. This person that. Kind of shaped. uh, Sakata's view on things. uh, But also appears in like as a middle schooler and like a high schooler and older, maybe at one point. So we don't really know what's up with her. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking more would need to come us. out
1: of this show. Like we'd yeah. have to get more of it to learn more about that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sokka is like the gashes. I, I figured were part of uh, Kaede's um, puberty syndrome, but yeah, they don't really, they don't really go f- that far into it. Um, yeah. I remember, there was something about it. I don't, yeah, because they do go into, like, how he ends up in the hospital because, you know, early on they talk about the, the hospital, um, how he goes there and that earns him some kind of bad reputation at school because, yeah. like, because rumors get spread around and people are like, oh, he beat up some people or got into a fight and got sent to the hospital. And so now he's this, like, black sheep at school. Uh, and they do, mm-hmm. they do touch on when he was in the hospital. I don't recall if they really went into <laughs> – uh, what caused all that stuff to happen I know he was just like he was fine and then he was bleeding and yeah, yeah. so
2: but yeah I think it does have something to do with kayyote but yeah they like because it opens up again when she's uh like towards the end of her arc as well he starts bleeding from his chest again so I uh, yeah I don't know hopefully we'll get more.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Did it um did it feel like you should be getting more out of this show? Uh it it feels like it like it, realistically. It, it feels like it can. Oh, okay. Um
1: I mean it's a, it's an adaptation. Uh so there definitely could be more. Uh leave it's a light novel series. Um Yeah. So yeah.
2: I think there is enough source material for at least another season. I
1: know that we're getting a movie. Maybe two. I think one of them is a recap, and the other one's like more material. I think I saw something about a movie. Okay. Um. So there, there probably will be more. Uh, actually, there's already a sequel listed. Yeah, it's the movie. Yep. Twenty nine. Okay. Sometime in twenty nineteen. So, we'll see that probably in twenty twenty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But
1: uh, I, I would definitely recommend the show, especially. Uh, if you sure. like witty characters and, and I mean, if you don't mind uh, protagonists that are like can fix it all because uh, there's some there's some good drama to be had here. Uh, there's some good kind of somewhat suspenseful scenes, not like mm-hmm. horror suspenseful, but like will the hero save the person in time kind of suspenseful. Um, yeah. And the characters are all really fun and, and uh, many of them are very well written. So I absolutely recommend this show. Uh, I definitely recommend the OP and ED because they're both phenomenal. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) uh, given some of the qualms, I'd probably give this a 4.5 out of 5.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, That's probably where I'm at as well. I'm like teetering on a five. 'Cause it was really, really well done. It was my favorite of the season. Yeah, no, it's I mine
1: as well, but like like I, I agreed. Like it's I don't know, I just I can't I can't tip it over to the five because there's yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff that was left unsaid. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, it feels incomplete. I if you know the, if the movie answers all the questions I have, I would feel better about. Well, it's like you know retroactively making it. If, attend, if they but... do
1: the if they do the thing that Showa did, Showa Genroku Roku Gushinji, where it's like the first season, I'm like, all right, that was great. That's got to be a nine because I need to know where the rest of it goes. And then like, season two came out and it's like, here's everything, and I was like, all right, those
0: last three episodes made me ball my eyes out. Five out of five.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that was. I mean, that plenty of shows like that, right? Where you you definitely feel like the story's incomplete, and hopefully this one kind of follows the line of actually completing the story and not, um, just trying to get you to buy a manga someday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: I'm interested in buying the light novel if they ever do adapt it into English, because if if it's if the dialogue's written as well in that format, I would love to read it.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it sounds good. Definitely surprise for sure. I I don't think anyone was expecting that show to be what it ended up being. No. Um. And uh last show, we've got a review for this this cast, and that is a show that I think turned a lot of people off, um, in episode one. <laughs> From light novel uh, to light novel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I didn't read the light novel uh, or the, the manga. This was source material light novel. I, bu- Goblin I believe Slayer. Goblin Slayer is a, a light novel. Just... Okay, um, yeah, Goblin Slayer. So I, I just, I think it, the first episode needs to be addressed. Um, <laughs> to just to get out of the gate, I think a lot of people probably watch this show and stopped watching after the first episode because we see some really, really brutal shit happen in episode one. Um, Young group of adventurers goes into a cave and gets, um, you know, cocky. They think like you and you kind of see this coming, right? They're leading into it. There's so much foreshadowing that this this group of adventurers is probably not going to have a good time. But they're not good time. What I thought was like they're gonna get knocked on their ass and get cut up and maybe run away. They get brutally massacred and raped. One of them gets raped. Um <laughs> Yeah. The other ones yeah. the, the other um, ones get brutally massacred. <laughs> it's 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 bad. And um it, it really sets the tone for for these goblins. And it really I think I think it does a good job because essentially the rest of the show is about Goblin Slayer, a guy who is essentially interested in nothing but slaying goblins. He, he, that's his entire life. He, we, we don't really know much about him at first or why he feels this way, but he wants to do nothing but slay goblins. And by to do this, he, we spend a lot of the show in the kind of adventurers guild where people go in, they take quests uh, from the quest board, kind of like a monster hunter type thing. Um, And then they, they go and they complete these quests and Goblin Slayer is only interested in, in taking quests that are related to killing goblins. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a like the, the
1: crux is that he's like a really high ranking adventurer, but all he does is kill low quote unquote, low ranking mobs, monsters, um, which, you know, cause goblins are seen as like, like high ranking adventurers don't take on these guys because they are so low ranked that they don't pay out a whole lot. But yeah, like, In that first episode, you know, going back to it, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, for some people who might not want to remember, um, uh, it's established through that that goblins, it's well, kind of Goblin Slayer tells you, it's established through that that goblins cannot mate with each other to make children. So they do that to make goblin babies, which we'll get back to later. Cause I have stuff to say about that, but but yeah, yeah like it, it it is it is used as a storytelling tool. That this is what they do. Like even though they're super low level mobs, like this is what they do to like low level adventurers who who are unfortunate to get caught in their path or or people that they kidnap who are like I don't know <laughs> level one commoners or whatever. Um, but yeah, Goblin yeah. Slayer goes in there. And, like, after you see this massacre and the rape and all that stuff, um, Goblin Slayer goes in there and just fucking kills all of them. At this point, I was like, hell yeah, fucking kill them all. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, but he he then, like, it goes in to show you the other side. Like, he goes into, like, the den where they were keeping the goblin babies, and he fucking bashes all their heads in. Because he's like, nope, oh, because yeah. they're going to grow up and they're going to be, they're going to grow up and they're going to remember all this shit I did and they're going to come after humans. And he fucking kills them
0: as babies. I was like, damn. Uh, and this is all, if I'm not mistaken, episode this one. This is all episode one. Yep. Yeah. So so we get to see a character pretty graphically get raped. We get to see another character. A few characters get chopped into pieces. And eaten on the and spot. Get, yeah. And and eaten. And then we get to see one um, person gets stabbed and poisoned to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get to see the main kind of girl or who we kind of think is going to be the main girl. The goblin slayer is really the main character, but, um, blonde chick priest girl. I, she, um, and I should know her name, but I don't Ona? know. I don't really talk about her name very often. Uh, Oh no. Yeah. But I, I can't recall them ever actually speaking her name. Um, but we get to see her pee herself in, in fear, which I thought was kind of interesting, <laughs> uh, kind of, you know, relatively believable reaction. And then we get to see Goblin Slayer pretty satisfyingly slaughter an entire cave full of goblins and then, you know, kill the babies, uh, which at that point, I actually don't really feel ri- remorse for the Yeah, babies. no, like this, totally this is like, like these
1: them. goblins are not like, like other goblins that are like, like, when you know, there's those kind of shows where they try and show you like the uh like the sympathetic side of monsters because like you're coming into their lair you know fucking shit up uh yeah. these are the no
0: this is fucking evil like that's all they do is evil shit so yeah yeah they raid villages and then they 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 use the they say they use the women as their playthings. that's how God yeah. slayer kind <laughs> of dumb, the word <laughs> refers to it uh their playthings. yeah and, and so really the rest of the show is nowhere near that bad i think no it i think it should be said it really
1: it like it's like they use that shock factor to get you into the rest of the show which is fine but i mean it, it's like eh eh okay yeah i'm i'm it made me not watch the show yeah, i i'm like i'm i'm relatively shocked but yeah like after after that like i did spend a good portion of the rest of the show wondering when that hat was going to drop again and it never did
0: Mm-hmm. yeah never ever got that bad again i mean they definitely imply it i think after showing it in the first episode just the implication of it is enough which is i think why they did it the way they did it um you see you know they go into caves and they kill a lot of goblins and a lot of the time they are there is a woman strapped up somewhere or tied up somewhere or dead uh, that they are dead uh, that they're saving or that they unfortunately can't save um I mean, honestly, the entire, like the next eight or nine episodes is, is kind of, there's not much storyline that goes on. It's really them going in and slaying goblins and they start to build and this show, I would, it would be a shame if this show doesn't continue because they start to build kind of an overlying storyline, um, of some greater kind of, you know, a and a more overarching kind of bad guy that is probably going to appear or show they, up at some point. They ended but. that dude. Didn't?
1: Don't you remember it? Like towards the end, there's a, there's the, the, like every now and again, they cut away to, um, to the, the, the quote unquote hero, like the main, like the, the hero and like they're fighting like the demon Lord or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. right. They did. Yeah. Cause, they, that, cause the hero is yeah. it's like a trio of like girls and they they exactly. defeated the demon lord and like that's towards the end of the show like they're having trouble because all these monsters who no longer have like the centralized figure are like spreading out and you know we'll get to that later but yeah so so they did do that uh but they do like i will that's say true. that they, there's got to be more because like not all the monsters are gone for sure um and i like the fact that like everything we're seeing isn't even like the main thing we're following like the janitor essentially (laughs) because goblin slayer like himself is just like all he's interested in killing is killing like the dregs of, of, you know, the demon army. And er like, he just happens upon some really important like facets of the demon army, like through slaying goblins, um, like the mirror that leads into the city or, you know, like, like the force of, um, of goblins that are led by what the hell was it? Was it an ogre?
0: It was something. The, um, you mean the, the eyeball thing that was defending the mirror? No, uh, well, not, that one
1: too. Like the beholder. That
0: was super cool. Uh,
1: yeah, the beholder, no, right. no, there, there was the one that he killed with like, like he had the, um, he had the, uh, this, it was such. It was so cool. The the uh, the scroll of like water and like the wa- like oh, it, it yeah. was like it was like a portal to like the ocean. So all this water pressure came and killed this dude.
0: That was uh, the champion, I think. The goblin champion. was it? No, so I think because it, it could talk. It was like I don't know. I have to look back. I don't remember. But they had like different levels of goblin and evil creatures and stuff. I mean, the goblins, and then there's the hobgoblin and the shaman, and then we're introduced to like. The big goblin champion guys who, um, I, is it the, the one you're talking about is the one where they get into that fight with him and it really looks like all is lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was insane. (laughs) That whole scene, that whole fight. and, And yeah, it really did. And I think the fact that they built that in that first episode, they really built the idea that they are not afraid to do some brutal stuff. And, um, we really think that that the main characters are, are pretty much gone. I think during that that fight, um, uh, and yeah, hopefully everyone's you know prepared for spoilers. But um, there is kind of a weird scene there after the after that fight where you think everyone's pretty much dead, including well, no, Goblin Slayer. You think Goblin Slayer's dead? He kind of comes to save the day, um, and then he is revived by sleeping with the one priest girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no. I, I, yeah, that was it, it, like, they bring it up nonchalantly like, Oh, you laid in bed with a priest. Uh, so you're healed because that's a thing in this universe, like a pure virgin girl or something. Well, I, I think she specifically had to be a priest, but yeah, yeah, for sure. That was weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like a lot of a lot of the stuff in that show was weird, but I, I some of that stuff I could, you know, get over because
0: it's a fantasy world. I mean Um Yeah. It that just felt strange, especially because it really it seemed like it seemed like Goblin Slayer was dead. And then the next episode and there's even this kind of like and they actually kind of made a mistake too, I guess, um, you know, courtesy of Hina in uh, Discord, he said that they were supposed to have uh some um, credits rolling over this last scene, where essentially it looks like we're watching the group kind of look over. Oh the, yeah. <laughs> what it, there's like this like two minute scene where we're uh, it looks like a fisheye camera lens where I, I'm assuming we're looking through the eye of a goblin at the dead goblin slayer on the ground with his party surrounding him um and apparently that was supposed to be credits rolling and you're just sitting there watching waiting for something to happen as we just watched this for about two minutes before the episode ends (laughs) yeah it was that was pretty baffling terrible Um, um so he does meet like a party he meets some groups it is interesting like you said goblin slayer is kind of like he's a higher level adventurer but he is not partaking in the actual interesting stuff that's going on. And we, it, while we're at the Adventurers Guild, he meets some. He fights with. Uh, he kind of makes a group with like a lizard man, elf, and dwarf. Who I don't believe ever get names. They're called lizard man, elf, and dwarf.
3: And, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, I love these characters though. Like I really do.
1: Like it's such a weird party. Like you have an like the elf's clearly an archer of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dwarf. Not a fucking clue what he is. He's got some weird, like, booze magic. I
0: love it. Um, shaman, kind of like a shaman. Well, see, I figured the Lizard Man was, was a shaman
1: or a necromancer. Yeah,
0: Lizard Man is kind of more of a uh, – <laughs> that's true. Lizard Man is kind of like more of your stereotypical shaman, I guess. He can kind of – and, yeah, I guess semi-necromancer. But, um, but they, like, they form a group, and I love that, like,
1: each one of them wants to form the group with him. And they all have names for him and like in their own culture, like each culture has a name for him uh, because he's so famous as just like the strictly, you know, the goblin slayer, like uh, <laughs> the elf calls him orc Bolg, and and uh, the dwarf uh-huh. calls him beard cutter. Um, that is, it's, it's really cool. Like an a interesting way to add lore into the, into the story without, you know, uh, doing the whole cut scene and expository
0: dialogue and all that stuff Right, Um, lizard man loves cheese. Like I just thought that was so endearing to him. (laughs) Can lizards? Uh, I just kept thinking:
1: Can lizards have dairy? Can they process dairy? Someone (laughs) let me know if
0: lizards can have dairy. I'm really curious, and I'm too lazy to Google it. There's lizards all over my backyard. I'll go try to feed one a piece of cheese. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, like
3: like, it gets
1: really jovial. Like there's still your serious moments. Um like especially in the fights and especially in the dungeons uh and your tense moments but man is it cut with like all this like i don't know i won't say happiness but like camaraderie and stuff like that like they have
0: moments around a campfire and stuff like that yeah that kind of the celebratory or the downtime in between adventures between this this small group that gets formed and um it is it's interesting it's fun to watch uh and uh, I do – there are some of their banter and some of – especially, of course, elf, elves and dwarves in typical fantasy um, have a rivalry and elf and dwarf are definitely, you know, not an exception there. Um, I was a little disappointed with Priest Chick. I, I thought that she uh, – I, I wish that she would play more of a role. She was more kind of the doting, uh, you know, follower of Goblin Slayer most of the oh, time. See, I, I loved her. Uh, I loved I... – I
1: I really enjoyed her character, like not so much. Like I, I agree, she was just that, and pretty much stayed that the whole time. I mean, she was she's interested in Goblin Slayer in the same way, uh, uh <laughs> in the same way the her his redheaded uh, childhood friend is. And by the way, I love Redheaded Childhood Friend. She is the she oh, is yeah. the absolute best. <laughs> I love her I for two why. real love good her. reasons. Yeah. Uh, but uh <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was constantly like, please, please, nothing bad happened to Redheaded Childhood Friend. And it really looks like something bad's gonna happen towards the end. But, but it doesn't, um, and I'm so glad. Anyway, Yeah. Uh, oh. but going back to, to Ona, to, to the priestess, uh I love the way they made her use these, this holy defensive magic as offensive magic and and frame that as goblin Slayer told her to do that and so essentially she's turning this like holy gift from God into like a, mur- a murder weapon like like sealing like what is it in one episode they um they set uh like this there's this big hollowed out I think it's like a tree that the goblins are using as a base and uh they set it on fire and she uses a holy wall to stop them from coming out thus you know asphyxiating all the goblins yep. inside i was like <laughs> i was like i'm sorry i'm, I'm about to say mass murder is super cool but that was super fucking cool
0: because <laughs> <laughs> that was straight up genocide and i think that was awesome. us. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true like her, the way that goblin slayer find he, he like he finds some of the greatest ways to murder goblins throughout this show he um he he murders goblins in every possible way you can think to murder goblins it's pretty pretty fun um uh, Ma, maho that basically I, I think everyone will know her as the the busty quiet wizard oh chick she's also we, fun we, for a couple really see. good reasons yeah yeah she she's fun um her her kind of partner the spear guy uh they they end up being fun in the end basically uh, everything kind of culminates into Goblin Slayer finds out that in, in a lot of what he's doing is every day he goes either out to adventure and he comes back and he'll check um, on his childhood friend uh, uh, redhead girl and um, she's listed as Ushikai
1: Musume, uh, yeah. but I don't think that was her name because I'm pretty sure. Yep, and there it is. I'm pretty. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Ushikai Musume just means cowgirl, and it does.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> did she have a name anyway but yeah so he checks on her so many characters in the show just they're not referred to ever by names it's except for Goblin Slayer it's uh, Goblin Slayer Gob- <laughs> <just Slayer-san>, yeah <laughs> um, yeah the, like I, even looking at the Mal list of characters most of them don't have names but like you were saying yeah um, he checks on her like every day checks like the
1: fences and and the grass to you know for signs of goblins and stuff like that
0: yeah and it all comes down to, he finds, towards the end of the show, the goblins had been scouting her her little kind of inn, I guess, or home. That's a little farm. Yeah. Um, and they were going to use this farm, it turns out, or he he surmises they're going to plan to use this as their base of operations for an invasion. Yeah, because the, at this and point, the demon lord is dead, and he,
1: he f- like, by seeing the numbers of scouts, he... Surmises how how big the goblin army is, and then he's like, "Well, the only thing that can unite a goblin army this big is a goblin
0: lord, which is the like the highest level of goblin." Yeah. Um. So there's a pretty interesting kind of moment where he goes to the adventurers' guild and and has to try to like plead with people to help him. He's never asked for real. He he actually always wants to be alone. So it's the first time he's really asking for assistance. Um. Uh. And he kind of pleads and basically says, "I'll give you anything, including my life." And uh, they, you know, there's this big moment where it's like, "Ah, buy me a beer, yeah, (laughs) get me, let's get drunk afterwards." All these people are just like, "Whatever." These are goblins; I could really care less. I mean, some of them are a holes about it, but yeah, like, like, (laughs) what do you call it?
1: Like after after the Adventurers Guild like jumps in and is like, you know, we'll give you one
0: one gold per goblin head. Everyone kind of jumps in. Yep. And um, and so we get this kind of final battle between the Adventurers Guild heroes and the enormous goblin army, which is pretty fun. Uh, it's fun to see some of these characters who we never saw fight. We, we saw them kind of chatting and hanging out at the Adventurers Guild, and we finally get to see them fight towards the end there. And it's it's um, fun because, like, like,
1: there's these moments that are tense that you're like, oh, no, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle this. But then you remember, fuck, Goblin Slayer is, like, the ultimate goblin tactician. This man knows, like, he could be a goblin scientist. He knows everything <laughs> about them. So, like, he maps out their tactics before they use them. And, like, during the battle, they it's not, like, with complete ease, but they, you know,
0: they handle them pretty, pretty well. Yep. And, uh. There's the final face-off between Goblin Slayer and the Goblin Lord, and um, we get to see more of uh, uh, Priest Girl using her holy abilities for, for you know, offensive uh, purposes. Yeah.
3: literally
1: <laughs> makes two cool. holy walls to sandwich him and hold him in place. <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and then they all get drunk and Goblin player takes off his helmet for <laughs> the he first time. And he takes off his helmet, but we don't get to see his fucking face.
3: Oh, uh, okay. I want to see his face.
0: <laughs> and they tease you so bad too. They they keep kind of panning around his his hair and his head and the side of his head, and, oh, it, and then they start to pan up, and they they get to like the point where they're at the bottom of his nose, and then they stop. <laughs> and then all the
1: characters are teasing
0: you even more because they're like, "Oh, you look pretty good without the helmet." <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, he's so handsome! Yeah, wow, I'm not surprised. it's Like, he's I need so to see looking. his
3: face. <laughs> I'm so fucking curious. <laughs> Zero out of five. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, um, so
1: like overall I really enjoyed the show. Like this like the first episode, I was like, oh man, if it's all this, like I might have to drop it because I don't think I can handle this much holy shittery. Uh but um I did enjoy it. And it actually that that note that it ends on is really wholesome, which is yeah. a stark contrast to how it began.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It really was a cool ending. The, 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 show had a, like a really a good ending as much as I say, I'd like to see it continue that felt like a, it felt like a really jovial, happy, good close to the, to the story. Um, so, um, but yeah, I enjoyed it too. I, I thought overall it, 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 looked good, sounded good. I don't recall any real soundtrack to it, but it all felt, um, you know, it all felt right. the, the quality of it, uh, characters were all pretty cool, pretty fun. Um, I, I don't really feel like it had a extremely, um, it wasn't like a super deep story or anything. It was kind of just it the pleasure you get out of going and playing a dynasty warriors game and, yeah. and just slaughtering a bunch of goblins, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's why I like, like I do have, I do take issue with,
1: with some of the writing in the show. Um, I know I, again, it's not supposed to be really serious, but this, will probably knock a few points down for me. I still really enjoyed the show. But the logic behind the goblins doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, and not so much the goblins, but right, kind of the goblins. Like, anthropologically, a species that can't mate within its own species is doomed to fail. Um, but that's silly real-world talk. Um, <laughs> uh, my thing is with the humans, really the other species in this uh, this universe um, who... Who handle threats to their their womanhood, uh, which you know I, I don't want to really uh, associate women with chattel here saying the only thing they're good for is baby making. That is not what I'm saying. Do not take that out of context. Um, <laughs> but the the fact that they handle, you know, essentially what like a threat to one half of their reproductive ability, and they're just like, meh, they're you know low class monsters. I'm not going to deal with this. Let someone else deal with this until someone like until one of them actually does, or, you know, a group of them actually does go and kill their cattle and rape their women. I'm like, that is a really odd stance for a species to take. It's just meh. What are you going to yeah. do? They're goblins.
0: Um, it's true. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that, but you'd think I, that, I just, you know, all the adventurers, especially the, the – there's a couple – a couple of really cool like women adventurers there too, like there's the the paladin or the one that says like she's training to become a paladin. yeah, and, and they're um, just like, mech goblins, not that big a deal <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and the other <laughs> thing that really bugged me is how people react uh, specifically the elf character uh when they were going to, on their first uh mission as as a group, um they go to these ruins. Uh, they they break into the ruins and the whole time beforehand the the, the you know the archer is like eh, this has got to be nothing you know I don't really understand what the big deal with goblins are she's very nonchalant about it until they come upon a room that has a uh, an elf woman uh, she's naked and kind of and kind of tied to this like wall thing um, and then she loses it. And it's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna kill all of them, and she, you know, kind of becomes this really angry, vengeance-filled person. And understandable, but it's a really hard shift. And it's like everybody knows what goblins do. Why is it? Why are you only reacting now? Yeah. Like it's the weirdest, most reactionary, like species, like multiple species, like ever, because they all don't think about it until they're looking at it, which. Yeah, I guess that can be said for a few things in our own culture. Maybe that's, I mean, if that's the way the writer would, like, that if that's where the writer was going, like, we don't think about rape until it happens to someone we know and love or it happens to us, that's fucking brilliant. But I doubt that's where they were going. I highly doubt that's where they were going.
0: I mean, (laughs) if there was like an entire, you know, if if there was a group of people that were known to do nothing but rape people, you know, that would yeah you <laughs> I people, people would drop everything they brilliant. did and fucking go after these people
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean shit we did it all the time and the, like to people that we were suspected of doing that kind of stuff because of racism and they weren't doing that right. kind of
3: stuff yeah <laughs> so yeah. so like
1: i it's a fantasy show so i'm not going to dock too many points for that and it, it's like like you said the writing is very very like and that's a perfect way to put it dynasty warriors-esque i mean not Not like that it's taking from three kingdoms, but like, I guess in the said set, like, go, go, you know, kill a bunch of people in that direction. And suddenly you've
0: won the battle, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And it's almost like they knew that. And the first episode was kind of like, uh, all right, you're going to enjoy watching about, you know, 10 episodes of nothing, but, you know, different ways of slaughtering goblins. And, uh. And we want you to really hate these goblins so you can enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that they, I I really think that's where the writing was going. And that's fine. But like, it it does, for me personally, it makes me like logically go, what the fuck? And why the actual fuck? And any variant of that, you know, statement with fuck in it. Um, No doubt. But lots of fuckery. Lots of fuckery. Oh no, 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 no. God damn it. <laughs> it's stuck in my head now.
3: Uh,
1: yeah, no, it's it's still a really good show though. I wasn't expecting especially after that first episode. I wasn't expecting to to come out of it enjoying it, but I did. Um, I, oh, um also uh main priestess, uh actually like head priestess, whatever she was, was also very nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, there was a lot <laughs> of really, really nice uh really nice priestess and in, in this uh-huh. show <laughs> she uh
1: her, her resolution though was was really childish
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but it was it was okay it was fine it was whatever i i understood like there was a lot of trauma in her story so i was like okay like the the ending the way it ended like goblin slayer just being like no i'm so badass like i mean he doesn't say this it'd be really stupid if he did but he's like just essentially like yeah i'm so badass that you know Goblins won't even haunt your dreams because I'll just fucking kill them wherever they're at,
0: and like that cures her of her nightmares.
3: <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: okay, <laughs> uh. it's interesting. Anytime Goblin Slayer actually speaks, because most of his dialogue consists of "uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Uh, no
1: somebody somebody mm. said that Goblin Slayer should be nominated for best uh, voice actor uh, JP <laughs> and I'm like that's like nominating Rammus for having the best voice lines in League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh
0: god. Uh, anyway, let's 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 score this sucker. Um Goblin Slayer to me I'd give it a I'd give it a 3.5. Really?
1: I I okay, you like this might surprise people. Because of all the like, the logical shit I talked about, or the problems I had, I actually would give it a four. I I enjoyed okay. it well enough to to give it a four.
0: Um, and I, I I do want I, more I feel of like it. it it does it does what it it does it does what it sets out to do, and showing you a lot of goblins getting slain. I guess I just felt like there wasn't, wasn't anything that really made it stand out. I, I have a feeling this is going to be a show that I I probably years down the road forget I watched. <laughs> really, I don't think I ever will. Especially, especially no. after that first episode. Hell no. <laughs>
1: after that first episode. Fuck, no, I'm not going to forget this fucking show. Uh,
0: that's a good point. Um, yeah, the first episode will go down as one of the more I, disturbing I, episodes of anime. I
1: will say that it, it does do what a lot of shows haven't done in a long while of being just a pure fantasy that I – and a pure fantasy that I enjoyed because, like, a few of them going back I, I haven't really been too keen on. But this one, it like – and I know we – like, a lot of people say this about uh, fantasy shows that they enjoy – but this feels like a D and campaign, kind of. Um,
0: it does big like, time, like a D and T. Middle all, of the road, absolutely. Like, there's even like die being rolled in the opening and everything. Like they really, uh, I think they're really going. Characters for have the a set D&D number vibe. of spells, and yeah, exactly. Like, um, but I do love. I, you're right. I, I I hadn't even thought about that, but I love that this show did not go on the whole crutch of like video game like you know menus and like levels and everything like they have it it feels it feels like I wish a lot of fantasy shows would feel like an anime where they instead of saying like oh look at there's a little menu bar in the bottom of my screen let's open my menu and and press this button to eat my bread. <laughs>
3: well, see, and, and that
0: can that can be
1: fun and stuff like that in its own right. But like this with every character living in this world and you know, actively being a, a member of this world. I mean, I, I loved it like
0: for that, um, yeah. I, for that at least. I think some, it, it fits that the whole thing fits in some shows, not in others. And this one, I, I like that they just did not even, they didn't go anywhere near the whole video game RPG thing at all. So that was, that was pretty cool right um i will say
1: though like last thing if we get another season i swear i'm going to like my stomach like first episode is just going to be totally clenched because i expect them at this point to try and shock me in the first episode and i don't like going into an anime feeling that way but i don't know we'll see we'll see if it even gets another season maybe it will but yeah
0: sounds good that's well, the first half of, um, uh,
1: of our reviews
0: I'm just looking at the scores we gave and we have um, <laughs> we had a zero a point5 and a 4 point5 in this um, but for the most part about half a little more than half the shows were over a four so it's a good start to our reviews for the season uh, decent season so far and I think interestingly i think a season that we all were kind of down on in the draft episode if i remember correctly so
2: Well, don't you worry about next episode we'll even that out oh
1: oh, that's (laughs) right i forgot i forgot oh okay it's not me this time (laughs) sorry logan i'm so sorry
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm looking at what we have left to talk about and i'm like i just had to
1: do i just had to do two two shows that i just dumped on and i hate doing that yeah. But, but yeah, that's that's the first half. Sorry, they're coming so late. But uh, well, one of your shows isn't even done yet. I know. I know. Yeah. Like this season has been like crazy, and and how long it's taken. And we we'll, we promise we will do you know an end of end of year thing. Even though by the time we get to it, it might be
2: February. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs>
0: Twenty eighteen. We can interview. get our
2: our thoughts in line and really really think about it. <laughs> remember when we were like ah, maybe we should just do all the shows in one episode I don't know if we have enough for one podcast yeah now we're closing in on, on three hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's a lot of talking for one episode so I think yeah we will cut it off there uh, we will have our second review cast whenever my last show finally finishes up um in the meantime if you would like to Get a hold of us or You know uh join our discord Where we have a lot of fun stuff going on Uh we just started up Uh, uh season what Five of the Hunger Games Um uh, I, our... I was
0: watching the Hunger Games this uh On Saturday and and I definitely uh-huh. want to Partake in that I, That's the first time I've really followed it as it was going And I was I was really loving it
2: Yeah you should, you should jump in next round Um which will be, like, in April or something like that. Cool. Um, then we also have our group watch. We're in the midst of uh, what's it called, Jeff? Gossic. 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 Which has so far been a, a fun little mystery show. Um, but yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can hit us up on any of our social medias. We are on Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade uh, We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com. Our website is animearcade.net. Uh let us know. We'll get you an invite, and then yeah, you can come talk uh anime from the new season, anime from last year. We're ready to talk about all of it. Uh, Fancy LCS, is, or I should say, league is starting back up. The LCS is starting up. They're not doing fantasy this year, or for the split, but we are doing a kind of pick 'em thing in our Discord. Yeah. So there's still uh, time to get in on that if you just want to. We'll share. We'll have your some picks. fun
1: while uh, while Riot decides what the hell they're doing with LCS fantasy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully their fantasy comes back better than ever. One <laughs> can hope. Um yes, <laughs> I certainly am, so. uh but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this one guys. So,
0: thanks for sticking it through with us guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the reviews. Let us know what you think. Um, mm-hmm. and thanks for listening.
2: Yeah. Catch you yep.
0: next time. See you next time. Jeff, did you cut out? uh I finished talking, and then I was waiting for someone to answer <laughs> <laughs> you, we want to do this okay. we want to do this again
2: no 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 no, no. we can uh, we can we can salvage this okay. I think. somehow <laughs> some way.